Accuracy and the accuracy and the speed. Oh gosh, you know I'm the best in the world. He's right in front of me and I can honestly tell him that I'm gonna knock him spark out. Yo, welcome back guys to another edition of TDs and Flying Knees episode. I don't even know. 28. 28. 28. Awesome. Good. All right. um, Great weekend of fights. Real quick before we get into it, hit that like button, subscribe. Helps with the visibility of the show and all that nerd shit. Uh, We're trying to grow that YouTube channel, guys. Uh, So get involved right now because this is the takeover, the real takeover. Not not the other takeover that we just saw. Got taken over. (laughs) The... The almost almost <laughs> happened takeover. <laughs> you know what I mean? But without further ado, let me introduce the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. What's going on, everybody? Louie here. Uh, just surviving another weekend. I got all my picks wrong. Two of my running backs got hurt. COVID's still hunting Mari Cooper. So here I am. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, DJ? Here, just um, felt like being bougie today since uh, since I lost Christian McCaffrey, uh, drinking a little wine, hanging out with the fellas, chit chatting it up about uh, these fights and uh, NFL coming up. Oh, yeah, and by the way, too, uh, I chopped the tip of my thumb today, too. So, yeah, Look nice, cute, it's tough, it's a paper cut. How's it going, guys? I also lost Christian McCaffrey this weekend, so I'm feeling a little down. But then I just look at where I'm standing in TDFK and the NFL app makes me feel a lot better. So Okay. Okay. I'm coming for that. You know that, right? Our producer Chris. I, I I speak for the assassin. He added two more bodies this weekend. <laughs> I, I do not want to say who or where. I just want to say he added two more scars to his body. Confirmed kills, right there. Confirmed kills. <laughs> silent. It was silent in that night. It was, it was sweet. But I don't say nothing different than what I said before. <laughs> You know what it is. Your host with the most smooth team crews. Let's get right into it, guys. Um, do you have any fight announcements, Jeff? Yeah, I got I got two actually in the UFC that are pretty they got me pretty excited, not gonna lie, guys. So I know you guys will like them as well. I want to get you guys' thoughts on them. Uh yeah, the first one is in the lightweight division. Number three, Benil Dariush uh, is set to fight Islam Makachev. Uh number four, Islam Makachev. So this is a top five matchup in the lightweight division. And that's going to headline a UFC event on February 26th. Um, that's a big fight, man. I think that the winner of that fight is going to fight um, for the belt. Um, obviously, Gate G, I think, will fight for the belt next. Yeah, I think Gate Oliver, G and Poirier fight like in a week or something like that, a week and a half or two weeks. But um, So Gate G will fight that winner. And then whoever wins between Gate G and that winner, I think the winner of this fight is going to get the next title oh, fight, yeah. man. Now, you, now you think um, since this match has been made... And and yet, uh, Gangi had they got his title shot yet? You think one of these guys are willing to wait for for the title? 
If I was, be, that'll if, be almost a year after this fight happens. If I was um, both of them, maybe. If eight, I was these guys, yeah, yeah, you're right, DJ. It's gonna be a while because I think Gagey's next for sure. He's the only one ranked. I think Gagey's ranked uh, number two. Dustin's one. Uh, Gagey two, and then three is Darius. Four is Islam. I think Islam's personality, just from what they say, um, from what it, the way he presents himself, I I don't think he'll wait for the title shot. I think he'll just try to stay busy. Think to so. be honest, I think he'll Khab- do another. Khabib is pushing honestly, real hard. But if, that's if he wins this fight, of course. Yeah, but honestly, I I don't think it's gonna be that much time. I mean, you could have uh, like you said, Poirier and uh, Oliveira fighting in a week or two. You could have uh, Gagey fight the winner in like March. It, it can get real, real weird. Yeah, because because Poirier wins. Because if Poirier wins, he's not gonna want to fight right away. right away. I think yeah. he'll take six. He's months He's been off. real busy lately, dude. They, so, they'll do they'll they'll do an interim interim title fight with the winner of this this guy and probably Gagey, uh, Gagey or uh, Oliveira. You, if you're a Gagey, <laughs> Gagey, would you want that? Or Huh? No, I'd I want a title shot. I want man. the title shot against the real champ. Of course, of course. Yeah, so I don't think. Yeah, this it gets real muddy. Yeah, but I think if I think if Islam wins, I think he'll he'll stay active and try to get but, another fight before mm-hmm. the title. Honestly, but, uh, back to the matchup though. I love this matchup. Yeah, that's a good. Matchup. Uh, because Makachev, that's all he's he's known for. He's a uh, specializes at and uh, what is it, Darius? Yeah, uh, Dariush. 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 Dariush is, is he's a really good wrestler, and uh, he's actually good in in the feet too. He knows how to, he can strike. So uh, yeah, he's he's a great matchup. This is a great test for Islam. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, Islam's on a nine fight win streak. I think Dariush is on. I think he's seven. I think seven fight win streak. Dariush last fight he beat the shit out of Tony Ferguson, and yes, then dude. Islam. Finished, you know, toyed with Dan Hooker. I think finished him in like inside two minutes or something like that. So these guys are both really good, you know, good long win streaks. So yeah, I think uh, both of them have definitely an argument to get a title shot. Uh, you know, if, uh, whoever wins the fight. But uh, let's move on to the next uh, uh, notable fight announcement, guys. It's in the heavyweight division. Number three, Derek Lewis is going to fight Chris. Number seven, Chris Dawkins at a UFC event on December eighteenth. I like that matchup, dude. Chris Dawkins is a is a striker, so we you know we're gonna get what we want in this fight. It's gonna be two strikers, two guys that like to uh, go for a finish, man. So should be a good one. My my question with this is, if Lewis wins by knockout, does he still stay in the in the title picture? <clears throat> I think he does because if only if Francis wins, it could make sense for him to get a rematch and fight Francis again because he already has a win over him. Yeah, but if so, so real gone so, wins then no I don't. So do you think it. a win by knockout gets him a title shot? Does he have to win? No, he's, one? he's probably got to win. Maybe one more. One more against in a, a, in a ranked very guy. Impressive way, right? Yeah, like probably two knockouts. This guy is number seven. If he knocks him out, maybe you know someone inside the top five. If he knocks that knocks that guy out too, yeah. And then Derek Lewis win. I mean, uh, Francis wins. Then I can see them making that rematch because Lewis already has a win over him. Yeah, I like Derek Lewis, but I think that um, he the way. Like he's already had so many fights in UFC, and the way he knocks people out, I don't think it's just every time he fights, it's just it's just everybody looking at each other waiting to to strike. You know, yeah, to land that one punch and oh, it's yeah, a little I, it's a I lackluster. Think, but I think when he's he a lands, couple fights away from it makes up for the whole thing. But yeah, it does. He's a couple fights away from a celebrity fight. <laughs> oh, you think so, bro? As much of a troll as he is, I mean that's 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 a good way to make money. Yep. So those are the fight now. <laughs> 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 So those are my uh, fight announcements, guys. I do have one. 
thing I saw in the news this week that I thought I found pretty interesting. I want to get you guys' opinion on is uh, Kevin Holland, the middleweight. It has announced that he's going to move down to welterweight uh, this year, or this coming year, 2022. Interesting. How do you think that that's going to work out for him? I like that. Yeah? I like it in the sense that he he already admitted that, that his wrestling is his weakest point. And, you know, he even though he's working at it, he's still getting beat because these guys are just stronger. So, yep. you know, him moving down, it'll make him um, – Giving him a better advantage at defending takedowns. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we already know he's good in the feet. Yeah, I agree, dude. <clears throat> I agree. I think that uh, you're right. He, his wrestling is definitely his, you know, the, the spot that everybody ha- already knows they can take advantage of. And right now, it, it's a hot hot time because Usman's running out of, out of challengers. Yeah, good point, dude. So, yeah, I think that that was interesting. And I'm I'm curious to see what he looks like, man. Um, I hope they don't give him it. Uh, how bad would it suck for him if they gave him Chimaev? Because you know he ain't turning down a fight. Oh, dude, he's gonna say terrible. yes. <laughs> nah, he needs to take like a maybe a Masvidal. Yeah, man, uh, that'd be a good fight, right? Yeah, that'd be yeah. one. Maybe even start calling out a fucking what's his name Diaz. Nate Diaz. Oh, dude, imagine how fun that would be too. Yeah, Robbie Lawler. Yeah, Robert there's Lawler. some there's some fun fights at once. Yeah, he, he needs a, a barometer guy. Yeah, yeah. Just I see. What you're, oh, dude, out. you know what'd be fun? Stephen Thompson. Stephen Thompson would yeah. be fun too. That'd Great fight right there, right? Yeah. So yeah, some fun matchups for him. Hopefully, uh, he gets a good one in his first one. Hopefully, the UFC, since this guy's been taking fights against guys that he knows are going to expose his wrestling, he's had the balls to step up and take these fights. Some of them on short notice. Hopefully, they gave him a fun uh, um, debut fight at welterweight. You know, actually. Don't quote me on that. He might have already fought at welterweight. Do you know off the top of your head or no? No, at the top of my head. I'm going to say he hasn't. I'm going to say this This will be his debut, but like I said, I might be wrong. But hopefully his next fight is a good stylistic matchup for him. But yeah, that's all the, the MMA stuff that I have for today, guys. All right, guys. I just have uh, one fight announcement um, in the boxing world. Amir Khan versus Kell Brook is set for February 19th at the AO Arena, Manchester, England. The bitter rivals will finally fight. This is about five years in the making, maybe even more. And this is probably the biggest domestic rivalry since uh, Groves and Froch. And that sold out in like 11 minutes. So it's Wait, where do you say they're fighting that again? I know it's Manchester United, but what's the name of the uh, arena? AO Arena. Oh, damn. I thought they sold out Old Trafford. That'd be badass. The Theater Dreams. Yeah. I mean, there's bad blood between these two guys. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be the glass jaw versus the glass eye socket. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Definitely going to see something happen. There, and he, you know, Brooke's going to be targeting that jaw and Khan's going to be targeting that eye, man. And I think Khan might have some success because he's super fast. He's really good, man. And he just he just can't take a punch, unfortunately. Man, this England uh, fan base in boxing is just out of this world. The way they just show up, especially... You know, uh, when it's countrymen versus countrymen, right? Yeah. All, yeah. all the time. Yeah, man, you know, uh, every time um, Amir Khan fights, it reminds me of my uh, my homeboy, Andy, uh, rest in peace. Uh, not so much Amir Khan, but um, he would always tell me, uh, I don't know shit about boxing, because mm-hmm. this one time we talked, and he's like, um, talking about Amir Khan, he's like, you know who Breedis Prescott is? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, uh, he knocked out... Um, Amir Khan in the first round was a big upset. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I seen that that knockout is where Khan was, like, pretty much underneath the ropes. And he's like, you never seen it, bro. You never, you know shit about boxing. <laughs> it was funny, though, man. But, 
Awesome, dude. Uh, beautiful soul, man. Rest in peace. But anyway, this is going to be a great fight, man. I can't wait. And it's to start the next, uh, the new year. So awesome way to start the new year. All right, guys. Let's get right into it with combat sports. Hot topics. This is about to get really hot. You know what I'm saying? All right, guys. What are your thoughts on triad combat? You dig it? Flash in the pan. Here to stay. What's up? I, I liked it. It was a... Uh, I liked the ring. The ring and the fights. <laughs> a lot it was, of action. It was definitely different. I, I think it's a it's a step it's a step above bare knuckle. I don't know if I like the ring. It looks like um like the Hill Country Fair version of anything. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't look right. It doesn't look it just it's a triangle, bro. Yeah, it's gonna on. look different. We've never seen that, you know, like a fucking triangle. I mean But I like what they're going for, dude. I like the whole MMA versus boxing thing. Like people that style. people want to yeah. see that. Yeah, style. And you know what? It, <laughs> He's doing that on purpose. Yeah, I know he is. I know he is. <laughs> Should the UFC and Bellator be worried? <laughs> no, nah, I don't think he had. But you never know with these things, man. Like I, I think I've said this before. Like nobody thought the UFC was gonna be what it is today. You know, like back in the day when it was a circus. Yeah. You know, they, they had no rules, you know. You know, yeah. these sports can evolve, but who knows, man? Who knows if they are? I, or not. I think they're gonna they're because they're pushing that rampage and um Shannon the Cannon fight. Oh, yeah, <laughs> let's dude, go, champ. A, I should have got that fucking sound clip. Yeah, that's yeah. a bad uh, um, match. I hope rampage doesn't do that, man. Um, but um, <laughs> I think they're gonna after that, they're gonna give Vitor Bell uh, for another fight. That'd Maybe be nice. somebody, uh, another boxer he, he can knock out. Another older guy or something, and then <laughs> an old ass man like a nah, not too old. Like not nah, like like Belfort's legit what, though. Not lights like out, that. Lights yeah. out, Tony, or what? But, but but I think that's the problem with the with all these new like uh, brands and shit coming out. The new is promotion, that, yeah, new promotions coming out is that they're they're freaking main guys. Their main guys that are bringing people are old. I think you know I think I, mean? I think that's the true pandemic right now. It's it's all these uh these fights, you know, like uh like right now we got the bare knuckle boxing, and then there's the bare knuckle MMA. And then that's just here, you know, on, on the United States side. But if you look like um, well, towards the east, you, and at Russia, they got you know pillow fight. They got, uh, <laughs> they, got they got five on that. one. They got <laughs> yeah. five on five. Um, it's it's. I think everybody's just trying to fill it out to see what the, what the they people love ride because of the freak shows. Yeah, yeah. UFC just has a good enough monopoly, bro. I mean, they're just look, look at like the Dana White contenders. They're getting all these young talents on cheap contracts right that's off. That's true. Coming yeah. off, bro. True, man. They have the uh, what do they call it with Ryan Garcia and Volkov. They just had it. The, yep. the coaches. Uh, I mean, it's it's in, it's crazy how. Uh, oh, Ortega. You mean yeah, uh, Ultimate yeah. Fighter. Ultimate there Fighter. Yeah. yeah, they have that, and then they know why. I think like, they're just getting young. Like what you bro. said, the biggest problem with these things that everybody's old, and the reason why these these new promotions they have to get the old people and and the scraps is because they're they're not the first option. You know, like like a, I think they're a, reaching for the for the the hardcore fan base. Yeah, like these guys that that are in triad combat right now, they're they're failed professional boxers or fail, failed professional mixed martial artists. You know, like Mike Perry. I, I have a soft spot for Brandon Vera because I saw him fight live. That was my first ever professional boxing fight, and I saw him fight in the the Shiner Auditorium over here, and uh, he put on a war, and then um. I saw him put on a war on the undercard of something with Brandon Rios a long, long, long time ago. So, yeah, that was that was cool. And uh, he looks pretty fuck. He look fucking old. His face looks all crazy. But um, yeah, yeah, I didn't even know he was still fighting. 
He was the that champ was for, for a little bit. Brandon Vera. Brandon Vera. Yeah, the, from one championship. One championship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. He just recently lost his title, right? No, no, no. Brian Vera, the one from Oh, uh, Brian Vera. Brian. Yeah, Brian Vera. Oh, the dude uh-huh. that fought uh, Mike Triad. Yeah. Oh, my bad, dude. Yeah, I thought you said Brandon. No, I my bad. Right. Yeah. I thought, oh, so you seen that that guy Brandon Vera fight? Yeah. Oh, uh, nice, boxing. Dude. Yeah, he he fought on the same card as uh, Eddie Ortiz, and then he he had a war with uh, Brandon Rios on somebody's undercard. Gotcha. Back in the day, maybe 2012 or 11. Right. Some shit like that. Nice, that's yeah, cool. How man. crazy is that? That that's back in the day. <laughs> oh no, he didn't fight Perry. Who did he fight? Oh, he fought the dude Derek Combos from yeah, uh, from Bellator. Combos. Yeah, and uh, that was a great fight, dude. I, I got to. <coughs> I think that was the first fight. You see, the, the gloves are like karate gloves. Yeah, they're like yeah, yeah. combat the, the, karate the, the, gloves. Conor McGregor's trying to push, made some gloves like that, and he's trying to push Dana White to use them in the UFC so that because they minimize eye pokes. They that's do. their purpose. Yeah, you know, so, they they cover the fingertips. They just. They're not good for grapplers, right? They, you can't grab. You can't grab them. them. Oh, really? Yeah, I think no, it's, it's, I think it's that's the to argument. To grip. That, that it limits them to like grip. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Con- I can see that. Of course, sure. Conor would grip. And, and push do for dirty that, right? shit. And do dirty shit. <laughs> yes, Conor McGregor would push. For would, that, so would push for less. People grappling. can't hold him down. But honestly, straight. I've seen a, like Usman, uh, Adesanya. I see. I seen them train with those. You know who? Who they also use those, like in kickboxing when they hit the bags. But you know who else has his own glove like that? Trevor Whitman. Trevor yeah, Whitman. They use those his on the uh, best of the best. Oh, yeah. Best you know of the best. Saying? Yeah, they do. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> That's a good, um, good movie. Go, so, go check it out, guys. So, real quick, Jeff, do you want to see more of Tri Combat? Oh, of course, dude. I'm 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 always all for any any combat sport. And to me, like you all know me, I love guys that come forward, get in each other's face, that go in there to fight. And that's what Triad Combat is, man. If you're that kind of if you like action and and uh you just want to see two dudes knocking each other's yeah, heads if you're off. You're a savage. Yeah, then that that's that's absolutely for you. Luis, you digging it? I mean, if you think hitting a bunny with a rock is oh, okay, shit. this is good shit for I, me. I oh, thought we're, I thought we we're gonna skip this, dude. Yeah. You're gonna get Peter after us. You, you, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not, DJ, not y'all, you? not y'all, not y'all. Y'all guys are safe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, I just I just said. That. <laughs> Did you want? Do you want to see more triad? Yeah, I, I like I like uh, the action that they provide, and and they're not getting like um, they're not getting. Too washed. And up you know what's pretty cool, guys? You know what I washed up. Mir. Mir was washed okay, up. Okay, I mean, yeah. Mir's old. Yeah, Mir should have. Well, all but, of them were pretty washed up. No, Mir and. Mir looked like uh, he took like six shots no, before going about, out like, there and then they hit him. Yeah, but <laughs> what I'm talking about like washed up, I'm talking about like they're over the age to keep competing. Like a Vander Holyfield, I would okay. I would say he's washed up because he's too old to do something. They threw him in the ring. What about Mike Tyson? But I, I mean, also yeah, do Mike Tyson, same thing. I, I don't like seeing Mike Tyson going out there fighting. I didn't but like he that. looks way better than Holyfield for sure. Yeah, definitely. But also, yeah. dude, I think that one thing they need to be careful with is is yeah, you, you want to bring a, a mixed martial artist over, don't bring a fucking Brujit, ju, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu ace over to fight fucking a former heavyweight title challenger. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just stupid. Frank hey, Mir, hey, had but, I'm, I'm sure they'll him. get somebody. Hey, but you know, hats off to him because he could have lit his ass up if he wanted. Oh, Pulev. Pulev is a professional. Yeah. He's a gentleman. Yeah. Pulev is a gentleman, and hats off to that guy. What what a Dude, nice person! I am so yeah. surprised. What was the name of that uh, ref again? Dan Mergliano. Dan Mergliano. Dude, you see him everywhere. Uh, he does co-main events. He's done main events. Oh, he and does. He's, he yeah. does a great job, and the job he did there, letting it go that far. Yeah, he needed to stop that way sooner. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, he didn't let him take any more punches, but. He let like Pulev started to advance towards him, and like we're like, like no, like, and then Pulev, finally he stops it. Like he was out, right? And Pulev's like yeah. had his hands down, looking at him. He's looking at the ref, and then he like, 
All right, I'll throw one more. Well, he, he threw he, one more. He threw an uppercut and then missed. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, imagine and a left hook. Yeah, imagine if it would have landed. Yeah, yeah, I don't he think barely he was trying to it. land. I don't think he was trying. Yeah, to no, land. no, you could tell that we there were weak punches, but, but it's still, hey. it's still like if he would have been out there <laughs> with a killer like Wilder, or, finish or, um, him. That's what. That's exactly what it was. You know, <laughs> I just think he just Mir didn't never belonged in there, man. He was never a striker to begin with. Like, he had, he he had some flashy strikes in his game in his like. Glory days, but yeah, he was never known to be a striker. Yeah. All right, guys. Thoughts on the WBO WBC bantamweight unification of Stephen Fulton and Brandon Figueroa robbery or just a close fight? Super close fight. I wouldn't say robbery. Super close fight. I, I, I don't want to say robbery. I, I did pick Figueroa to win, but like you said, Steve, like um, there's a big difference between a robbery and a super close fight. And I, would, I, I want Figueroa yeah. won. I'm, I don't think that Fulton getting the nod is a robbery. I would have not been surprised if Figueroa won or if it would have been a tie. It was a great fight, man. Um, uh, disappointed that his sister was not in the uh, weigh-ins. Yep. Nothing to do with it. I think that had a lot to do with him. Losing? Yeah, definitely. You, you think after all the hype about his sister from the last weigh-ins, um, that's why she wasn't there at this weigh-ins? Maybe. Stole the spotlight at the main event? Yeah, maybe. She stole her brother's spotlight. Maybe he I wasn't mean, happy. It's bad that I mean it wasn't the actual video of where it zoomed into her only, but someone edited that obviously. But and it now it went viral, right? Yeah, they made it seem like it was all of them, and then he edited it to where it seemed like the yeah. cameraman just zoomed in on her. Who did you have winning that fight, Steve? Uh, I had uh, Fulton win. I'm trying to get my scorecards right now. Actually, uh, I didn't keep score originally, but I rewatched it just in case because it was actually a pretty uh close fight. I had it um. Uh, one sixteen, one thirteen. Uh, Fulton. Did this? This was the that type of fight, fight that uh, like we were talking a couple of weeks ago that if you were trying to get somebody into boxing, this is the type of fight you show them. Yeah, those yeah. are a great fight, man. Yeah, even the other main event of the yeah, night too. Exactly. Like, yeah, both of them pretty, pretty action packed. To you know, people coming forward, not looking to, to like uh, take any steps back. You know, like Fulton and and uh. Figueroa, they just look at him. Like, it's like, all it inside was, fighting. It was yeah, phone man. booth fighting in yep. the in the middle. They just put their heads together and just said swing. Yep, they were like, "No, I'm not, I'm gonna make you go back." And Figueroa was like, "No, I'm making you go back." You know, like that's what that's what you love seeing. You know, so you guys meet in the middle and just the best oh. man win. Yeah, Fulton is really good at inside fighting, man. And even though he could uh, box and uh, move and kind of play it safe, he 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 loves to inside fight, man. And he's damn good at it too. Against a big tall guy like uh, Figueroa, I mean, um, sorry, um, yeah, Figueroa. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, you got that right. Um, all right. Uh, next up, thoughts on Timothy Lopez versus George Cambosis Jr. Upset of the year, bigger than Usyk versus Joshua. No. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's a bigger I, upset. I don't think it's no. I don't think not Usyk. Like in my eyes, because we're we're we were we almost called it. We said we said. Uh, uh, Lopez was gonna get humbled, but we didn't say he was gonna lose. Mm. I mean, I we, like up to this fight, you you can tell that he was overlooking this guy. I think it was the biggest upset of the year for me. Yeah, if you look at the odds, it was it was like like Lopez was a fucking <clears throat> I mean heavy heavy. Favorite. They were already advertising Haney versus Lopez. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, what, uh, just real quick before I forget, um, I'll um uh, the uh, the views did go up from the last video. Thank you guys. Thanks. But uh, I noticed a, a lot of our videos end up on the hashtags of um, uh, Triad Combat and uh, One Championship. Like if you uh, click on our hashtags in the video, our videos will show up. 
obviously like on ufc ones there's too many people doing those channels but ours pop in right there so shout out to the people who are looking at triad combat and one championship yeah, yeah there's not a lot of info on that and you know and like the panels that they spoke they want to know i mean they want to see more so we'll cover more more on that guys yeah because one one's great if y'all guys mma fan boxing fan check out one they have everything mma kickboxing and muay thai and kickboxing muay thai is different one's boxing gloves with it and one's mma gloves and makes a whole it's excitement all yeah. in all yep and uh back to the main event of uh the weekend timofino lopez george cambosis nobody saw that coming man honestly dude Mm-mm. except okay. well except I guess kind of us, but honestly, I didn't think it was going to happen. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, man. but none of us picked him to lose. That's the thing. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, I picked him to get humbled, struggle in the, in the first couple rounds, but then figure it out. Yeah. Like, like you know. I mean, and it looks like it was getting that way. I mean, he was a couple inches away from knocking him out. And he, oh, and the ninth <clears> round, he <throat> had him. He had, he had it secured, but he just didn't finish it. I think he just, he went too hard in the paint in the first, I love the that, first four rounds. I, I love that quote, what he said, uh, you know, um, Oh, wait, he caught, I, um, I know how to take losses, but I won that fight. That one? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll talk about Cambosis when oh. he said, Custody uh, and uh, Angelino, oh no, Muhammad Ali called, uh, fuck, who was it? I don't know, but it was advice from Custody Amato saying, uh, you know, what do you do? He's, oh, it was uh, Muhammad Ali was fighting Joe Frazier. And he's like, what do you do? Well, you, you hit him with the, the hardest right hand that, 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 uh, that you can. And that's what uh, Cambosis did, man. And, yeah, I like that when people study the the roots of something. You know what I mean? Like when I first got into MMA uh, and boxing, I went straight to fucking Popping Go and all those v- videos and uh, bought all those VHSs. Oh yeah, started from the bottom. You know, just like boxing. I have a couple of, like boxing like historian books. It's just like it's really cool to get into it from you know from the yeah. roots, the foundation. Yeah, when know. I when I was a kid, you know, my my stepdad. Uh, he had a bunch. He he recorded all the pay per view buys. So I used to always pop in all the old eighties uh, uh, and seventies um, uh, boxing matches, and that's how I I got into boxing. But man, this fight, like like we were calling it, Cambos is a dog. You know, he's not going to go out there and and he he was already you know he, he, Lopez kept saying this is just my mandatory the whole time up to this fight. Oh, I'm only taking this because my mandatory. He has to take it basically. In other words, another and and in order to fight someone else. He overlooked this guy, and this is what happens, you know? Yep, that's a good point, DJ. I, that's what I think happened. I don't think that Cambosis is better. I just think he took this fight more more serious, and this is what happens. It's it's Lopez's fault. He overlooked him. He didn't take him seriously. Mm-hmm. He's telling everybody he's going to knock him out in the first, first round. round. He just came out the fight, huh? he said he was going to knock him out in the first yeah. round. Yeah, he, he came out, and he, you could tell he he tried to to make it happen. He tried to 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 um finish get him out of there in the first round, and he got caught, dude. Like, I remember... Uh, you know, I'm, I obviously watched this fight when it happened, and when I saw him come out that way, that that reckless and that aggressive, I was like, I think I was watching it with Luis, and I told him, dude, he's gonna get caught. He's gonna get caught. Watch, he's gonna get caught. And then he got dropped. And I was like, dude, I don't know what he's doing. Like, why? Why he's a? Uh, it's like you you can't take someone. This is like Campos. This is an opportunity of a lifetime for him. Like he he probably trained the hardest he's ever trained in his life because he knew how big this was for him. And yep. to me, exactly, like he, he can't do that to people. I, I, I think he needs to get his dad out of his camp. He's toxic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's got in his head, man. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, Jeff was showing me that the advice after the first round when he was saying, come on, man, what are you doing? Put this guy away. 
Yeah, well, he's the first done. thing he said he's to him, done. yeah, he said, he's done, he's done. And, and Lopez is the one that got dropped. Yep. And he's telling Lopez that he's done. Like the complete yeah. opposite. When Cambosa swung back to the corner, his his confidence is skyrocketing, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's a dangerous fighter right there, dude. Like, and, and his dad failed to, his dad failed to relay that message to him. He, instead, he encouraged him to overlook him more and more. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think that it's really bad advice. Like, when you're when you're cornering someone, I mean, I obviously these dudes know way more about the sport than us. But I've watched a lot of fighting, and one thing that I've noticed is that when your corner man is honest with you and he tells you like it is, it's a lot more helpful than him fucking yeah. lying to you. You know? Yeah, because he's just yeah, it, you can tell the way that his dad carries him and talks about him, and even other people fights the way he shows up to other people fights Shit. and starts. A more, like, more like twin brother, bro. Yeah, exactly. Horrible. Tiofino was obviously upset with the hometown stoppage. He believes that he won 10 of 12 rounds. Well, come on, dude. You watched the fight, right? Okay. If you think he won 10 of 12 rounds, I want whatever drug you're on. Hell yeah. Whatever he's on. Because if he thinks he won 10 or 12 rounds, I love Tiofino. But if he thinks he won 10 rounds, he's tripping. Hell yeah. Hey, he got He got booed. Yeah, yeah he Lopez should've. got booed. You know, yeah, he, he did. After at the and end, that was said, a pro Lopez crowd too. Yeah, because they all told like basically that crowd told him, "Ain't on, you lost, dude." You that's just, his home. That's his. That's where he's. That's where he lives. That right, that was his hometown. Yeah, you guys skipped the question. What drug is he on? I want to know. I want to get some right now. Amen to that. <laughs> I, <don't know laughs> I think he's on that. Uh, on that. Uh, what is the it? Coco concussion. <laughs> he's on that concussion. <laughs> but man, yesterday's performance by Cambosis is the reason why. I love boxing and I'm a boxing fan. Just combat sports fan in general, man. That performance will ever be etched in my heart, man. That Because it's just like it's a true statement of what hard work and dedication and sacrifice pays off. Because Cambosas is a regular dude who worked his way up. You know what I mean? There's no – in my uh, analysis of my preview for the fight, you know, I said he didn't have that – you know, that – um that quick uh, athleticism and all that. And that that's just hard work, man. And timing, just being smart, boxing IQ, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, yeah. And, and I'm for, I'm like, now I'm a Cambosis fan, man. And he made a lot of people fans of his. He, he put a masterful display of skill, grit, and digging deep into the trenches of the soul to pull out the victory, man. Australian boxing is back. Cambosis and Tim Zoo are taking over, oh, baby. Yeah, yeah Mike. Hey, hey, you know what? It was funny because uh, uh, this weekend I was I I had to re- had to rewatch this uh after it was already happened, but I woke up to like twenty text messages from the guys, and the first thing Steve put was uh, Buster Douglas, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, what happened? You know, and then that's when I woke up. I go, hey, Louise, you're here. He goes, yeah, and he told me what happened. I was like, I couldn't believe, it. like I couldn't believe. It. I went back to bed, but. <laughs> I didn't think. I mean, I I knew it was gonna be a fight. And I knew that Lopez was gonna get humbled on this, but I didn't think he was gonna lose because the way he fought uh, Loma, I didn't I didn't see Lopez losing this fight no matter what, like how unprepared or how much he overlooked uh, Combosa. But I I think it was overlooked. Plus, he really did one that'll knock him out. He was just too aggressive. So, he he never had a true game plan. He was just trying to knock him out. That I, that's why he lost. Yeah. I got to do this for uh for Cambosis. <laughs> Hey guys, yeah, you fucking right, Mike. He says he's the emperor. So out of so since Cambosis is the emperor, 
Who out of the four kings would you like him to see Haney. fight? Haney? Yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, I don't want to disrespect and overlook Jojo Diaz. I mean, I would like to see him maybe the winner of that. Same, okay. Luis. I, I agree with you. But but real quick, guys. So do you think this is more? So obviously we know the result. So let me ask you guys this. Do you think this was more, you know, um, the, the fight, res- this is the result we got in the fight because Tio Fimo Lopez was, you know, unprepared? Or do you think that George Cambos is just a better boxer than Tio Fimo Lopez? I think both, man. Both? Yeah. So you think if they were to fight again, uh, Cambosos would win again? Uh, I think it, I don't know. I, I don't think, think he will because uh, I, I think, think it just would have been tighter. I think this is a uh, poetic like justice, that. man. Because just like Tio, he didn't give Loma that rematch. Cambosos, if he's smart, he's, he's not going to give him that rematch. Oh, I, yeah, no. Have, so. I'm just asking if you, who y'all think uh, would win. I don't know, if, man. If that's hard. Again. It's hard. I don't know because Tio didn't. A lot of people were saying Cambosos looks so good. I man. think it'll be a split decision. I'll be honest with you, though. He looked really good. Whoever wins, yeah. If you watch, I mean. It looked like ring rust to Lopez. You know what I mean? Yeah, we had him fight in a while. It didn't look like he couldn't get a rhythm going. Over a year. See, like everything was missing. He was punching nothing but air. Uh, And when he was landing, you know, he was, it wasn't much, you know, he he was slipping and and rolling those punches. So it wasn't like they're, they're full, they're full punches. It looked like ring rust. I get, if he stayed active, had he stayed active and, all that drama, or if this fight would have just happened when it was originally supposed to happen. I think he would have been schooling would, him. Yeah, I think, I think so it would have been schooling him. And he canceled nine going. times, guys. Yeah, Jesus. Like well, I read a line a lot of what people people were saying, like, oh, no wonder you know Teo doesn't want to give Loma a rematch. You know, if if Cambosos did this to him, imagine what Loma would do to him. You know, and I, I'm like, dude, that's not a fair take <clears throat> because Loma is, I mean, because Lopez is going to come in very prepared and focused and with a game plan, just like he did against Loma the first time. Uh, I think I I I uh I'll disagree with uh, you guys. <clears throat> I think that if they fought again, Lopez would win because I think he is a more gifted boxer. He probably won't get the rematch, but he I feel shouldn't. like he lost his. Yeah, he shouldn't. I feel like he lost his fight because he was unprepared and he's overlooking his opponent. Man, that's all. That's why I think he lost the fight. Man, it was the Buster Douglas effect. <clears throat> so you guys want to see uh, him against Haney or the winner of JoJo Diaz versus Haney? Yeah, that's what I want. I, I saw that Ryan Garcia called him Shut, out. I, I, I would love that. If he's smart, he'd look, take that fight. And that's a pay-per-view if, right there. Okay, if this fight happens, I say Garcia loses via depression. But he's on that steroid. <laughs> hey, but he's on steroids because he's a... You think he's going to come out to emo music and shit? <laughs> he's going to come out crying. Well, they say he keeps with some taking long, ex- long extended periods off because of the nah bro he he's steroids. waiting now to pick out draw, a good opponent Combosis that's why he, he he's probably calling out Combosis because mm. he thinks Combosis is just a guy that got lucky with Lopez I think that's yeah. what everybody thinks and he's just he's, whole, he's overlooking every, him as the well the whole 130 35 pound division already calling out even Shakur Stevenson uh, if, he's if he's smart lower, I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd yeah, take yeah, that uh, yeah, Ryan that's, that's the money fight yeah mm-hmm. that's the money fight then do another then do a serious fight I think for Devin beat, Haney, he'll beat Ryan Garcia. I think I so think, too. I guys. think so too. I want him to take that fight, man. I, I'm telling I, you, yeah. I want this guy to shut the hell out up. Of all stop those, being relevant, man. Out of all those guys, Ryan Garcia is the easiest fight, I think. Guys, yeah. Cambosas went. Less miles on Cambosas went from contender to one belt shy of undisputed. Jeez, that's crazy. That's good though. Hey, this guy. <clears throat> I mean, he came ready. Uh, his camp, all the all the interviews they had. His camp was saying that he was working hard with Manny Pacquiao and Freddie Roach, and 
He wanted it. The way the way the camp talk, he wanted it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, people talk about camps and stuff, but the way they were talking, it, you can tell that that he wanted this this fight. And the way that Lopez is camp and the way all the interviews are going, he kept saying, it's my mandatory. So, yeah. You know, he didn't I feel like this. Lopez came in heavier than he, he looks wanted big. to. Too. He looks huge. He looks, for this, he looks, for this huge. Class. He looks really big. The, the bad thing is that uh, uh, Cambosas wants his next fight to be in Australia. So that means it's an awkward time for us. So hopefully they talk him out of it and get him to fight in America. You know what California. I mean? California. Like, fight Ryan like Garcia in California. Huh? Like in the afternoon? For us, I don't know because when when Tim Zoo fight, fights, it's like at six or seven in the morning. Oh, that sucks! Yeah. So and I don't even know how they made that uh, Jeff Horn and uh, and uh, Manny Pacquiao fight because I know it was in Australia. Yeah, no, I, don't, I know we watched it live. It was th- during the day though. I think yeah, it was yeah, pre recorded. It was pre recorded, and, and, and then yeah, we have contracts about like he can't post it. Here. I don't think um, if he fights again. I mean, I, his next fight, if it's against a star like Ryan Garcia, there ain't no way in hell it's going to be at 6 in the morning here in the U.S. There's exactly. no way they ain't going to do yeah. that. All right, guys. Um, anything else about this upset? Crazy-ass upset Jeez. that we almost called, but not really. Unbelievable, bro. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the fight previews. Friday, 7.30 Central Time, one championship, Winter Warriors, one lightweight kickboxing world champion, Region Ansel defends his belt against Islam Mirtazahid. Both guys are known for flashing moves, highlight reel knockouts. This is going to be a banger, guys. Uh, kickboxing. Um, it's it's a kickboxing one. Kickboxing. I know Islam does MMA. So yeah, yeah. do that. That dude, Air Air Airshul Airshul. I was watching highlights of him. That dude's a freaking beast. Yeah, he's excited. Explosive. Explosive. Uh he 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 has it all, man. Flying knees, kicks, yeah, punches. Uh you never know where, where he's throwing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is gonna be a good fight. Especially with his kickboxing rules. These are so these are like one, boxing gloves. Yeah, guys, one doesn't disappoint if you're at work. Um go to the toilet, put your pants down. Yep. Watch the fight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or you can watch it uh, back on um, YouTube on what Bleacher, Bleacher Report. Report. You know what I mean? On your yeah. lunch break. It's on Bleacher Report, YouTube. Yep, free. Or wait till you get home. Watch it on your big-ass TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And well, then um, in the co-main event, the conclusion to the uh, the one championship autumn weight Grand Prix a crack for a crack at uh, An- Angela, Angela Lee's world title, former two-sport world champion, Stamp Fairtex. Takes on Ritu, Ritu Fogat. That's going to be a great fight. I wish it was Android 18, though. Mm. Right? Don't we all? So I could play that clip. I, right? I freaking love it. I, I love it. If you song. have it on hand, <clears throat> just go I mean, might as well. Like, I yeah, don't have just, it on hand. Yeah, oh. man. I'm sorry, man. What about I say? This just means Android 18. <laughs> Let's go snap. You know? just, just since we've been covering the whole Grand Prix, which is crazy because um, it's not, not that I like women's MMA. It's just one's been pretty, pretty cool, man. So, just picks off the top of your head. Uh, who do you have, man, winning that fight? Stamp or uh, Fogat? I think I got Stamp. Same, DJ. Um, I got Stamp, too. On that stand-up, I think your stand-up's a lot uh, stronger, and it's cleaner. Um, so, and I think she she can take it wherever she wants to take it. I got Stamp, too. I think she dominates on the ground, though. 
Uh, she also has really good grounding, and she's dirty, yeah, dude. She does a lot of freaking yeah, kicks dirty. to the head and shit. I love it. That's not dirty. That's just that's within the rules. I mean, it's within know? the yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just you know. Yeah, I go with Sam too. Aggressive. Yeah, I just think it's her more. It's more. Uh, I mean, I think it's her time. She looks like the better athlete too. Like uh, Fogat looks a little bit stiff. Yeah, not she looks, athletic. Kind of just like you know. Yeah, she definitely looks hesitant and like. Uh, She's nervous in there. It's like she hasn't got a rhythm yet. So yeah, and also on the card, Ku Jang Liang making his one debut. This guy's really hyped, super hyped. This is uh, uh, th- this is pretty much the best fighter uh, China could produce in, in kickboxing. I mean, and I'm calling it. This dude looks like a destructive force. I was watching some highlights. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, like I heard about him. I just you know saw his highlights when we were doing research on the show and. He's a beast, man. He dips and rips like a Chinese Mike Tyson, and 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 this is a kickboxing fight, so he he looks vicious, man. I think he's gonna he's gonna really hurt somebody. I don't even know who his opponent is. It doesn't even say. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> this is gonna be sick, though. I think it was just a, a slaughter, uh, a lamb for the slaughter. You know what I mean? And then um, also on the card, uh, Timothy uh, Nasukin versus uh, Saeed Gusin. We seen uh, uh, Timothy Nasukin fight uh, Christian Lee on uh, one on TNT two, and we also seen him KO uh, Eddie Alvarez. That was a pretty big upset. So I think that was Eddie's uh, debut, right? I'm not too sure if it was. Was it? Uh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. So yeah, he's also on the card. So it's a pretty it's a pretty sick card for seven in the morning, man. Seven thirty in the morning Central Time. Yeah. This. I mean, one you can never. It's it, one reminds me of um, old school UFC and Pride. You know, you're you're never gonna complain about what they. They don't fail, they bro. They don't fail. Their production's yeah, legit. Who's the matchmaker? They have for, a for unique UFC camera back angles. Back like, in the day, Joe Silva. Joe Silva. That's what it feels like. It feels like Joe Silva's matching up these people. Yeah, but so. e- even that, like the the showing, the production, the camera angles. Yeah, yeah. It's, it has that. It has that Pride feeling on the production side, and then it feels like Joe Silva's matching. And they still got Lenny Hart doing the, the and Lenny Hart outs. hearing Lenny Hart call these people out. Man, it gives you chills, right? Yep. I think uh, if if they promote it more here and they and they they do it at better times, I think they could actually make. Well, they well they did that TNT views. style, but I think the issue is all their fights are taped on, on the yeah. east. So so when they show it here, yeah, it's at no, they, seven. They, so taped. it's already been pre-recorded. So, um, any any more thoughts on this one championship winter warriors? It's a banger, no. bro. It's, Good. it's always a banger. Can't Why wait, man. Misses? Can't wait to see this. Um. All right, uh, next on Friday, what's uh, 8 o'clock Central Time, Bellator 272, uh, Pettis versus Horaguchi. This is going to be another great fight, a banger, man. This is a cross-promotion fight, Bellator versus Risen. This is going to be high-octane, fast-paced. Pettis' is first uh, title defense, right? Yes. Yep, first title defense, man. What you guys I, got, I got Horaguchi, man. I don't, <clears throat> I don't think... Uh, and Pettis is good. Don't get me wrong; he's a good fighter, well-rounded. But I think Horiguchi is just just gonna be too good for him. I don't see him. Uh, actually, I, I think Horiguchi is gonna knock him out. So. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I'll take Pettis on this one. I think uh, winning his belt might might make him hungry. You know, might might give him that edge. You know, and uh, want to compete at that higher level. And he, when he won the belt, he did he did look completely different from what he did in the UFC. So. I think this is good. So I, yeah, I, got I think Pettis he looked a lot one. better, man, than than uh, he did back uh, in the UFC. 
I think Perez catches him early. I think he catches him with a head kick mm. and finishes him in the first round. If not, Huraguchi dominates, and I think he ca- he stops him in the late third round. Uh, I think uh, Horiguchi's going to win. Um, this is five rounds, right? I think yeah, he's going to yeah. catch him, man. I think they're both. This is going to be a striking battle, man. You saw when uh, <laughs> you've seen these guys fight before, man. You know what I mean? They, they're not shooting unless they have to. This is going to be a great fight, man. Yeah, definitely. So uh, two Horiguchis, two Pettis. I, I like this cross promotion. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. It's it's it's, uh, it's what we've been, what we always talk about, mm-hmm. right? And I was watching a lot of the uh, Risen highlights. And even though I don't know most of those guys or can pronounce their names, it's still really cool fights, man. So are they taking Risen rules or, or uh, Bellator rules? They're probably just Bellator rules, uh-huh. man. I'm assuming. I don't know too for sure. It's going to be watered down in the yeah, it's it's in, <laughs> it's in Bellator uh, under the Bellator, you know, promotion. So Any other uh, fights on that car that you guys are are notable that you guys want to talk about? Or should we skip? Not really, man. Like, there's Emmanuel Sanchez that's fighting, but that's uh, to me, it's not really much much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, Bellator's been slacking on the cards, man. You know what I mean? They just don't have too much to offer, to be I, honest. I think. Well, UFC. Well, UFC just dropped a bunch of fighters, so, so I, I think about next year. Though. <laughs> hey, they might lose their talent to Triad, don't you think? Oh, I mean, if the money talks, man. Hey, it's, that thriller made a lot of big fights. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. If, if money talks, I think these guys are gonna go. <laughs> All right, uh, that is your Friday lineup, guys. Starting with one championship, Winter Warriors, the conclusion to the Way Grand Prix. And then Friday night, Bellator, 272, Pettis versus Horiguchi, cross-promotion, JMMA versus American, Bellator, cross-promotion. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Saturday. Let's kick it off with Saturday with some... My bad, guys. Let's kick it off right now with... Hey, you know what? So, uh, you know they came out with the pay per view numbers for the um, for the uh, co- uh, the Covington Usman. Oh yeah, yeah. Covington Usman, and it was only a hundred thousand less from Canelo. Yep. Which is crazy because if you think about it, you know everybody's just paying for Canelo, which is one. So where are those one. numbers, DJ? So Canelo uh, is at nine nine hundred thousand on the pay per view guys. Was it? I think it was eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand. Okay. Oh, and then yeah. UFC was seven hundred. Seven hundred. Yeah. So there was about a hundred thousand off from each other. But if you think about that, UFC card was completely stacked. That's crazy. That there's. I wonder how many people bought them both. Like Jeff, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bought I mean, both that night, guys. That was a good night, though. By the way, it was great. It was a great night of fights. Um, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, and uh, it just shows that MMA is actually. At the hills of boxing, if you think about it, you know, if you talk to a lot of MMA guys, they'll say that boxing's dead, you know, but boxing fans are, is, is one thing. Boxing fans are loyal to the sport and they'll always buy a boxing fight. So, yeah, I think that um, that full stack card fight uh, versus Canelo's just name because it wasn't yeah. against plant. No one's buying a plant card unless you're Steve. Yeah, and the <laughs> UFC, they have a I think the reason why the UFC will always sell pretty good is because. They do a pretty good job stacking their pay-per-view cards. Their free ones kind of suck. Every now and then we'll get a good one, but their pay-per-view cards, most of the time, I'd say about maybe 70% it's, of the time, they're like good. It's like every three, four cards. 
Yeah. They're stacked. They're stacked. Like, yeah. well, well, no, no, no. You get some that are fucking like that. I'll tell you those what. Those are rare. I'll tell you what. You get a paper. Like, UFC does great at the end of the year. The end of the year cards are always going to be stacked completely off the right. wall. And, and beginning of the year. So you're getting about almost three month worth of stacked cards. Mm-hmm. If you think about it versus, you know. Yeah. I, and year. I think that's why the UFC does good. Is doing good, uh, you know, pay per view wise because of that. They they stack their cards. Boxing, they don't they don't usually don't do a good job of that. They give you one really good fight at the end. You know, the, the main event's always really good. Um, but yeah, aside from Canelo, I, um, you know who and uh, you know I think Anthony Joshua and Fury's those guys are big pay per view stars. Um, uh, who else is it? Who else is a big pay per view star right now for for boxing? For boxing. Um. Well, if Mayweather he puts his name out, Mayweather. Well, I don't include I him. In I think Javante Davis is getting there soon. Oh, Jake Paul, yeah. maybe. See, maybe Jake if they Paul, stack, because yeah. Javante Davis's last card sold like under two hundred thousand pay per views. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna get into that card, and it's actually pretty good. So, okay, but um, he's getting there. It's not, but uh, for them, the pay per view sales, even though it wasn't good. Uh, by UFC standards, it was pretty good to them. They said it was a success because, I mean, think about it. Um, it was just for, you know, you just have to pay Tank. Yeah. Nobody on the card was notable, I believe, unless I'm mistaken. But uh, let's get right into it. The start of Saturday schedule, guys, with some. Anthony Yar versus Lyndon Arthur to repeat or revenge. This is going to be a great fight. I cannot wait. Two elite. Yes, they're domestic level. No, nah, I'm just kidding. They're not, guys. These Both of these guys <laughs> have both shown that they deserve to be at the world-class level. Oh, yeah. And they're fighting. And again, this is going to be a great fight, man. Let me get right into it. I feel like, uh, before you go, I feel like you've been predicting this fight for like a year now. This is a great <laughs> fight, man. I've been looking forward to it. I was a big Anthony. I'm a big Anthony yeah, Yard yeah, fan, yeah, yeah. but uh, man, I've been becoming a, a Arthur fan just watching the highlight because he's brilliant. Uh, let me get into it. Uh, Lyndon King Arthur, 19 and 0, 13 KOs, solid boxer. He can pretty much do it all. Slick in that Philly shell stance, power and accuracy, good footwork, really good, really good glove defense, pairing the jabs uh, really well. Uh, really good at smothering and uh, disrupting his opponent's rhythm. Uh, and in my opinion, he has the best jab in the UK. You're serious? You're serious? Yeah, yeah, I'm serious, man. And he follows it up with a lightning quick right hand that put that has put many opponents on their asses. Great fighter, man. Anthony Yard, they call him the Beast from the East. 21 wins, 2 losses. 20 KOs, that's an 87% knockout ratio. Explosive, powerful, accurate, devastating knockout power in both hands. Yard, you know, he actually has a pretty good jab himself. Great left hook, devastating left hook. The thing is, can Yard get past the jab of Arthur? What are you guys' picks for this, guys? What do you think? Uh, man, this, uh, man, you covered a lot. So, it's, it's a, a it's a good matchup, man. It's a, it's a good matchup. This is a rematch, so let's see what happens. I mean, I think, I Dude, think I feel like uh for for big guys, this was a real technical fight the first time they fought, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's gonna be like that again. 
And I think the difference is going to be the uh, Arthur is going to be his jab. I, I don't. I, I don't want to make a difference. In this I, I think. I think the first fight was was like it was all fill out, right? So, I think this one they're gonna just go at it and try to try to prove that one has better, a better style versus the other. Uh, I think this is gonna be more watching uh, let, it live. Let, let, low, let loose. Watching the first fight live, I had it. Um, I had Anthony Yard winning, man, and I was like, "What? I couldn't believe that they gave it to Arthur." It was a close fight, man. I, I after rewatching, I still had Yard winning, so it was a really close fight. This is this going to be a really good fight, man. I think this is going to be. I think they're going to let loose more than than what it was in the first one. So yeah, uh, my pick more, more action. My pick is Arthur on unanimous decision, man. And there's there's an old saying in uh, in boxing um, that a uh, that a hook will take you around the block, but a, a jab will take you around the world. So mm. and I think that's Arthur right there, man. You gonna uh, fight around behind that jab? Mm-hmm. Well, wow, what are you guys' picks? Did uh, did you already make them? Yeah, I said Arthur by the decision. Same here, man. Yeah. I think Arthur won by unanimous decision. DJ. Yeah, I think Arthur as well. All right, let's get right into it with Saturday night's main Saturday night's uh boxing card. One second, and we will start from the bottom. It's a pretty good fight card. Opening up the card. Uh, Mark Castro, uh, aka the Mexican Elon Musk. You see that fool? <laughs> hey, you know why he dug it up, bro? <laughs> yeah, but he's uh, other than that, man. He and other than him having a nice hey, set of teeth as well. That's Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk. Elon. There you go. <laughs> he's a really talented prospect, guys. Really talented. Design's been throwing him on every big undercard, and I believe he's opening up this card. He's pretty good, man. Um, he's um, he's legit, man, uh, from what I could tell. And I don't know if any other podcasts are covering this guy. But like I said, it's not too too big of a, a push. Because like I said, if you've been watching Dazan cards or any kind of Golden Boy or any kind of Mexican, where he's the main event, they've been pushing this guy on there. But uh, he is talented. Yeah, he, he, he's good. He ha- he's young. So he has uh, he has room to grow, obviously. And he has a good punch. And in boxing, when you're young and you have that good punch, everything else starts filling in as you go. So I, I can see why they're pushing this kid. He, he's really yeah. good. Yeah, uh, he does look like Elon Musk, right? Yeah. He does. <laughs> Hilarious, he does. bro. He does. <laughs> All right, next up on the card, another guy we covered who I was pretty high on, but he still can't get the recognition, even though uh, we saw him on that Wood- Woodley Paul undercard. Uh, my boy. Love. Oh yeah, Montana, too pretty love. Where he stopped, where he knocked, uh, knocked out, or he stopped the uh, Ivan Burchick in the seventh round. Mm. Well, he actually knocked him out and made him retire at the end of the round. Jeez. But man, you seen how how good he looks, man. He's super talented. Sixteen and zero, one draw, eight KOs, man. You think he's gonna wear those shorts again? He's gonna wear something flashy, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I think the next video is him doing pad works, but you could, and he's blindfolded. Hey, blindfolded. you know. <laughs> Hey, I trip out <laughs> when these boxers come out with some ridiculous ass shorts. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he came out with some <laughs> that's top of the top right there, I think, on ridiculous shorts. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty you know, good. Yeah, there, I think one of the first boxes I ever noticed had shorts yeah. like that was like Camacho, he had Camacho. three poodles hanging from Dude, his waist. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like he went outside and goes, shit, I need something to cover me up and grab a couple poodles and <laughs> he fucking put them there. And that was fucking crazy. It's the walkouts that do it for me, man. Whoa. Like, bro, <laughs> it, like, they're getting on, worse. Man. The walkouts are getting worse. It's more like a TikTok type. <laughs> yeah. Highlight. <laughs> crazy, man. 
Yeah, man. Uh, this is, like I said, a pretty good undercard. Everybody gets to see uh, Mark Castro. Montana Love, he's talented, man. Yeah, he's exciting. Someone good character. I think uh, Dezan just signed him, I believe. That's or his awesome. match room. One of those guys. Someone has to push him. He's talented. I would put definitely put money on him. Uh, and he had, he had a good character, man. He, he, he does. He's very conceited. Yeah. That's good for boxing. Definitely. He has that, like May, that Mayweather swag. He's, that sells, yeah. He's ballsy coming in with the sombrero, you know what I mean? I like you know, that. Fighting sombrero. a Mexican. So. You, you know, it's weird. Um, Like... Like Mexican style, like people like like Mayweather and the way he had that sombrero, you know Mexicans like this shit, dude. Like they didn't like- Brock Lesnar do that to Cain Velasquez? No, no, I don't think so. He but, wore, I know he wore a sombrero. What if right? I fought? Uh, what if some a uh, Mexican fought uh, an African American fighter during Black History Month and he came out in a traditional African outfit? Would that be bad? Yeah, see, that's that's the thing. That's a, that's crazy, right? <laughs> Probably <laughs> it flops, right? But you know, you're all right. You Double can- standards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Appropriation, right? Co-main event, guys, to the, the Devin Haney, Jojo Diaz card. Yeah. Awesome, man. My boy, Philippe Hungervich versus Scott Anderson. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah, man, it's true. This is not even a step up yet, but uh, like I said in the last episode, uh, Hungervich is legit. 13-0, 11 KO, 6-6. He's big, man. That's a tall dude. He's becoming the most ducked and avoided fighter in the heavyweight division, man. Uh, I'm really high on this guy. He could be the next big thing, like I said in the last episode. Um, I want him to take a step up in competition, but nobody wants to fight him. And why would you? He's not even ranked in the top 10 yet. Why take that risk, right? It it sucks, right? When, when, When your talent's too good and you become pro, you know, people duck, people will duck you. So you'll never be able to make it, you know? Boxing is so hard to make it, and, and it's like you gotta, you gotta kind of build yourself to be good, to be yeah. great. You know, you what? I, just I can't agree, come man. in great. You know. Yep, I agree, and uh, it's real hard for them to get. You know, you know, high ranked opponents for sure. It's, it's a like problem. Tri- and, Triple G, Triple G had that issue. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think we all we said Andrade, uh, Boo Boo was having the same problem, yep. right? Yep, definitely. Yep. All right, and um, let me see real quick. And well, obviously, my pick is um. Hungervik, I think he's gonna get an easy early round, under under four round nah, stoppage, you think, man. You think so? This this <laughs> last fight of this of this German guy, he knocked him down five times. I hey, believe. Hey, for uh, for those MMA fans, he wears a uh, micro crow cop shorts. Yeah, he, shorts, he so. definitely rose a crow cop uh, flag. Uh, this is gonna be a great fight, man. So I'm not even gonna bother asking you for picks. You already know what's gonna happen. It's yeah, but it's you're hearing it first because nobody else is covering a a a Philippe or Philip Philippe. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Philippe or Philip. Yeah. I mean, I think if, the, if, if people would push for him, I think they can get a fight for him. <laughs> I thought, I it's thought, hard. It's I thought hard. you were going to say, I think if he was American, I think oh, it would be Philip. Oh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. That would that'd be easy. Yeah. That'd be easy. I could just shoot them out. <laughs> All right. The main event of, um, of the card Devin Haney versus Joseph Diaz. Lightweight, 12 rounds for Haney's WBC title. What a stack weekend, right? I know, man. Uh, Haney, they call him the dream. 26-0, 15 KOs, speed, accuracy, timing, footwork, movement. Beautiful jab, and he works behind that perfectly. And he's pretty much perfect other than he doesn't have um, too much pop behind the punches, man. No, nah, he's definitely an Olympic boxer, you know, style boxing. Yeah, no, I think this is going to be a great fight. I think Haney's going to get tested. He's going to 
I have to step up. I have to uh, make adjustments during the fight. I I want to say he he stops him in the later rounds because I feel like he he's gonna give him a good amount of damage throughout the fight and win in in decision. But he just doesn't have that pop, like you said, to to be confidently say he's gonna stop him. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Good. That's true. He he has. Uh, if you're if you're one of those boxers uh, like boxing fans that 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 appreciates the style and and everything that that comes with it, yeah, he he has it all. He the style, the the way he he fight. He he's the perfect Olympic boxer, you know, style. And there's just not a lot of power behind it. But maybe he gets it later on down the line. You know, who knows? People always gain it down when they get older. So yeah, uh, Joseph Jojo Diaz Jr. He's thirty two wins, one loss, one draw, fifteen KOs, an aggressive southpaw with solid boxing skills. Um, but Diaz. Uh, he likes to to step in, get on the inside, and put it on you. You think that softball's gonna call the issues? Maybe, maybe early, man. I think this is gonna be a competitive, competitive fight, but not. But with, I I, I think he he'll, he'll make the adjustments to to not yeah. make it. Yeah, my my pick is Haney. The uh, decision, man. Uh, I think he's gonna pull the decision off. I think he's gonna be competitive, but I think he's gonna win pretty much every round comfortably. Yeah, I think I think that softball is gonna. Throw a wrench in, in, in the game plan for a little bit, but it won't it won't make it to where the to the point where he's losing. You know, it's fuck gonna it, fuck it. Quote me on it. I think Haney stops him. Uh-huh. Jamie, if you want to bet that, <laughs> I think Haney stops him in the <clears throat> late rounds. By the way, I just beat uh, I beat Jamie this week. <laughs> I know he, he's last, but you last, man. Uh, well, <laughs> not last place, but you're you last seed, right? Who me in the playoffs? No, Jamie. Yeah. Oh no, he is now. Yeah, yeah, right. he is. He is now. Yeah, yeah we're all trying You're to avoid welcome, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, we already know. I already know. On the play, it don't matter if you make the playoffs; anybody can win. Anybody all right. Any other picks or predictions for this fight? Nah. All right, let's get. I'm gonna kick it over to Jeff for uh, UFC Font versus Aldo, and we're gonna kick it off with uh, was it Brad uh, Riddle versus Rafael Fazid? Is that his name? Yep, yeah, man, that's a, a lightweight fight between Rafael Faziv and Brad Riddell. Riddell. Uh, dude, these are two awesome uh, prospects. Um, I, I don't believe either of them is in the top ten, but they are they are really good lightweights, man. They have a lot of potential, and uh, it's it's gonna be a really tough fight to pick, man. I mean, it's, yeah, a really tough fight for me to pick. I'm I'm gonna go with. Uh, fuck, dude, it's it's so tough. This is a 50-50 um, fight. It really is, guys. It really is, man. And I've I've been thinking about it. And I just, I don't know if I can make a pick, dude, because I think like Riddell, he's going to he's gonna be at a disadvantage on the feet for sure. So like, because I think Faziv is just, his striking is phenomenal. You got to check him out if you haven't. I think what's going to decide the fight is, is can Riddell get the fight to the ground? Can he, you know, uh, use his wrestling? And uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if he can, man. But like I said, I, that that's the key. I, to the fight. I, I don't even think he's gonna get a chance to. I think this is a, a quick fight. Think he knocks, knocks him out, him out? quick. Well, dude, uh, Fazib Everybody has so much power, feet. man. Everybody starts. He on has the feet. so much power. Yeah, man. He, man, he this really is does. this is friends becoming foes. Former training partners at Tiger Muay Thai, man. Yeah. So yeah. this yeah. is gonna be good, man. This has violence written all over and, it. And you know, they they they. I, I'm more than sure that. They, <laughs> 
Sorry, it no, came out good. late before you came. No, you're good. Bed. You're good. I'm more than sure. This that... is the type of fight that's going to give DJ a stiffy. Oh, <laughs> definitely. I'm going to get a rise on this one. <laughs> uh, what are you guys' picks for this, man? And anything else you want to add? Ah, uh, man, I, I don't know, dude. I'm going to go with Fazeev. I'll just say that you know he'll be able to keep the fight standing. And uh, he's a better striker, you know, so I think I think Fazeev will get it done. I, I got Fazeev just because every fight starts on the feet, so he's already starting off with with with, uh, with an advantage. Yeah, so I, I give it to him, Luis. Yeah. I, I said Fazeev in the first round, knockout. Ooh, yeah, I guess we all. I guess I'm gonna be the different one. I got uh, Riddell. I think he's gonna weather the storm and turn it up, and then later nice. in the second, third round, and uh, get the decision, man. Yep, that's good. Shit. All right. Any other uh, fights you want to talk about on that card? There's a couple good ones, man. Like just to mention real quick, Alonzo yeah, Menafield versus William Knight's gonna be a good fight. Uh, someone's getting knocked out there. Uh, then of course I got to mention the legend Clay Guida is also on the card fighting crazy right Leonardo Santos. We're gonna be getting slapped before it gets done. Right? I, feel, I feel like my grandkids are gonna see Clay Guida fight. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I know. Right? Then we got a Jimmy Crute. And Jamal Hill, another good fight. Last time we saw J- Jamal Hill fight, I want to say is when he got his arm broken. We were watching mm-hmm. it here. I think it was yeah, downstairs. yeah, he broke. Uh, what was it like that Greek? Uh, that Greek dude. Uh, was it broken or, um, or was Craig. it dislocated? dislocated. Oh, Craig. Yeah, dislocated. Yeah, dislocated. Something like that. It was, it was arm weird. Grown nasty. I mean, it's only been what two months, three months on a broken bone. Yeah, I don't... Nah, no, it was, yeah, it was just a dislocation. But honestly, he he fought before this. He he had another fight. So he he June. Uh, yeah, it's been like six months. Yeah. Yeah, and that was his last fight, though. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, that was. I thought he had taken another fight after Paul Craig. Uh, He might have taken another one, and he got canceled. But he hasn't fought since then. Yeah, he should have taken one last month, I think. But I got yeah, you're right, got canceled. Yeah, yeah. And then of course the main event, guys. We got uh, Jose Aldo, the legend, versus um, Rob Font. You know, an up and comer. Such a good fight. What what a spark, right? Jose Aldo coming back the way he looks. (laughs) It, they're actually surprisingly around the same age. I thought uh, Font was way younger. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> miles, just the miles, the miles, are a little yeah, younger, yeah. younger is in. Like- but man, um, I think Font has the best jab in MMA. Right That's now, true, man. but you know what? Hey, we thought uh, who who was I don't the, know. I think, last I think Piotr Jan's got a pretty good one. Who, who was the, all those last uh, uh, opponent? Oh, that he beat. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, um, uh, Munoz, Pedro Munoz. Munoz, I think. Pedro Munoz. Hey, he had a better leg kick, but fucking yeah. Aldo showed him what a leg kick is, right? Oh, I don't think anyone has better leg kicks than Jose Aldo. Yeah, right? yeah. well, we haven't seen Jose Aldo leg kick in a long time. So. I think this is going to be a really good fight uh, between two guys that are technicians in the feet. Yeah, I think Jose Aldo I just mean, had a had a second win and. In his career, it's I a five round fight, though. Don't forget, man. That's when Jose starts I, I, to dude, fade, bro. I want to go font, but three fights in a row I've won against Aldo and he's gotten me. So I'm going to go font. I, I think, I think the way <laughs> I think font wins. I, I, got, I got Jose Aldo just because uh, he's a legend and I and I and I see a, like a, a Randy Couture effect going on with him right now where he's getting that second win right. and I think he's just gonna he's gonna he's gonna push for that belt again. And I think he, I'm not gonna say he's gonna win a belt again, but I think he's got, he's on that run. To, yeah, to get a title. Forget shot. to play the. Yeah. All right. Uh, my pick is um is Font. I think he's gonna get the unanimous decision, man. I think he's gonna use that jab, flick it out, work behind it. It's MMA, you know, so he's gonna mix it up a little bit. But uh, I don't think there's gonna be too many uh, 
takedowns, but uh, I think Jose Aldo, his key to victory is the leg kicks, man, for sure. Yeah, that would get that distance. Yeah, man, uh, Rob Font, I'm going to go with Font, too. Um, reluctantly, I don't like to pick against Aldo either. But um, his last four fights, he beat Sergio Pettis, Ricky Simon, Marlon Moraes, and Cody Garbrandt. Those are Font's last four fights. Those are some pretty good names right there, dude. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Font. I think that Aldo is going to uh, start to slow down. Um, but also, dude, I can see this fight being fought at, at Aldo's pace. I don't think Rob Font's going to really put it on him and exhaust him the way that other guys have. Like, and, like and I think that's where, where, where Aldo's going to get the experience, you know. He's yeah, going to make it, he's going to run his own, he's, he's going to make it his own gate fight. You know, I'm going to go with, I changed my mind, dude. Like, I, I'm going to go with Jose Aldo. And uh, yeah, I think he'll. I think uh, he'll win by unanimous So two decision. fonts and two Aldos? Yeah, split. Yeah, man. I, split I, Font doesn't I like really push split. the pace. And to me, that's the way you beat Aldo, dude. You're not going to – I don't think he he's as good of a striker as Aldo. I don't think he can outpoint him for five rounds. I think the way you beat Aldo now is by getting in his face, tiring him out, and finishing him like Jan did, like Max did. Yeah. You know, But I don't think he's going to outpoint him for five rounds. I'll go Jose Aldo. All right, guys. Sunday – Sunday night, Javonta Davis versus Isaac Cruz. I wish we were seeing the Roley fight, but we're not. Wow, what a good weekend, right? Yeah, I know, man. This is a great weekend. Let's get right into on it. Sunday, right? Yes, Competing Sunday night. Football. You're gonna miss football, but it's okay. Uh, you'll miss. You'll, no, you won't. Kind of nice. miss football, but it'll be on my yo, phone. You'll probably miss. It'll football. be on my phone. Yeah. So, wait, wait, uh, miss football? No. Sunday night. Yeah. The fight will be on my phone. Oh, oh okay. no! The fight who's, will, will who's be during Sunday, Sunday night? night football. I have no idea who's playing Sunday Night Football. It depends. I don't on have it by memory. Playing. It's gonna be hard to get my eyes off football. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Let me see who's fight, who's playing Sunday <clears throat> well, Night. Well, actually, guys, this is a really Oof. good fight card. So my eyes are gonna be the big T. The fight's gonna be on the big TV, and the the NFL is gonna be on my phone. This is a pretty decent card. It's a Broncos Chiefs. I, yeah. I can miss that game. Yeah, oh, we can yeah, all miss yeah. that game. The, yeah, we, we could actually meet up. <laughs> let, let, let me hype it up for you guys, all right? Hell yeah. Um, Chiefs. I'm not sure who's opening up the card, but on the card, Survey Dervichenko versus Carlos Adames. Middleweight, 10 rounds. Great, uh, fan, uh, great fight for the fans. Action-packed for as long as it lasts, man. Dervichenko's been in there with Jacobs and, and Triple G, and in my opinion... I'm the biggest Triple G fan on the panel, and I feel that uh, Triple G lost that fight. And I, for sure, he got robbed against Jacobs, man. Dervichenko is really good. It's really cool that he's on the car because he'd usually be headlining a free uh, ESPN car. I think uh, the same thing as you, Steve. I think Dervichenko won. I think he had. A, he was a home favorite, right? It was over there where he's from. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only reason why he won. Hmm. Actually, I don't remember where it was, but uh, I remember I was like, man, I don't know if Triple G won that, man. <sighs> but uh, that's really cool. Opening up the card, it's going to be a really good fight. And then also on the card, uh, Sebastian, the towering Ferno Fundora versus Sergio Garcia, junior middleweight, 12 rounds. This is a title eliminator to face the winner of Charlo versus Castano 2. Dude, that looks like you stretched out a baby. Oh exactly, God. dude. Fendora. They, that's why they call him the Towering Inferno. <laughs> Check this out, guys. He's 17-0, one draw, 12 KOs. He's 6-6, the same height as Anthony Joshua with the 80-inch oh, reach. Wait, what's 6-6? Six, six? His arm length or what? No, he's just 6-6. Dude, his arms are dragging on the floor. 80-inch yeah. reach. 
And he's only and he's at five five divisions below Anthony Joshua at 154. Wow. I was about to ask, where is he? Yeah, 154, he man. <laughs> exactly. Jesus, and guess what? Check this out, guys. Despite his physical advantages, wow. he prefers to fight aggressively, walking down his opponents with relentless aggression and a high output and a high punch volume. Yeah, he doesn't fight tall too. That's that's wild about this kid. And but. his opponent. Uh, Sergio Garcia, he's from Spain, 33 and 0, 13, I'm sorry, 14 KOs. Miss Mo- his most notable win, uh, just one that I can tell, uh, uh, over Ted Cheeseman. This is his second fight outside of Spain. He's only been fighting in Spain. Uh, his first was, uh, his, when he beat, uh, Cheeseman in the UK. This is Garcia's US debut. I believe, um, I don't know if it's snowing, man. Oh, and that, and that fight there was, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're watching. We're watching highlights, guys. By the way, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, well, uh, once we get live video, which is coming soon, you'll you'll, you'll see these little. Hopefully, we could show you the clips. I'm not sure how it works. We gotta look into it. But um, I think I want to show them. Garcia is actually pretty talented, man. Um, I, I believe the angles and the speed of Garcia are going to give Fundora problems, especially uh when Garcia doubles and triples up his, his jab, and out of all the. European champions, I feel he's one of the best, man. His uh fighting style, some like sort of a Joe Kazaki ish, man. He's a dangerous fight for Fandora, who's been getting a lot of hype. I'm excited about this match because the 154 pound uh, division is booming, man. Uh, yeah. You got names like Charlo, Tim Zhu, uh, Michael Soro, um, Madaramov. I can't pronounce his name. But uh, he, those two guys are going to fight later on as well. And they're the other two big guys at 154. And Charles Cornwell, he's moving up. I believe he's seven in one of the sanctioning bodies. And, of course, Brian Castano, man. So this is a, the division is booming, man. I can't wait. And then um, that that's the co-main event. And uh, we'll get into the main event, guys. Gervonta Davis versus Tank. Uh, Tank uh, is 25 and 0. Wait, wait, who? Javante Davis versus Tank? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Javante Davis versus Isaac Cruz. My bad. <laughs> it's, it's what we want. With, yeah. I think he was talking about what he Tank. Yeah. I wish it was Roly. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Roly sold, sold the fight, He bro. sold it, man. He got me pumped to watch it, dude. I know. We, I wish we were seeing that fight, but a lot of people are saying this is a tougher fight because um, Cruz is bigger. I don't know. Cruz is bigger. No, Cruz is small, dude. That's what they say. They're saying he's a bigger fight and a tougher fight. Oh, a bigger fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a bigger, like, a bigger guy. Oh. <laughs> Number one bullshit. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get into it real quick. Uh, Tank, 25 and 0, 24 KOs. He's a three weight world champion. Extremely talented. Devastating power in both hands. Uh, um, when I used to see him on the uh, Mayweather undercars, I said he looked like a, a little Mike Tyson, man. And he, he really does, man. Uh, he's extremely talented. Uh, he just needs to fight some. He needs to get his resume up. But I think they're working. He's following, like Mayweather he, said, he looks at like the end he's of the like day. A, he's a painter from 9 to 5, bro. <laughs> this, guy, no, this dude looks like he's straight out of the I movie. Gonna, I was going to wait for Luis to say something like hey. that. <laughs> Straight out of the movie, Little Apocalypto. No, nah, bro, he looks like he's out of Apocalypto, bro. He's straight up indigenous. He's almost, he's almost, straight up, almost, straight almost up ranch, there you go. That's what you're gonna call him, almost, almost. At the end of the day, but yeah, yeah, man. Um, Oof. like at the end of the day, he's following Mayweather's green print. 
He's going to become a pay-per-view star before I guess he takes that risk. If he's a dog too, though. Um, I mean, he has good highlights, but uh, Tank stops him. Yeah, Easy as that. Yeah, man. Tank's too fast, too powerful. It's it's crazy. And Last time Tank fought. It was well, with like, the Cambosis upset, I mean, damn. Yeah, should we it, be writing people wait, off now? It's, it's can't, But I don't think... I don't think Tank's like overlooking this guy, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, think, I, I, I he was training Cam- for Roly, so he was, you know, he wanted to shut him Rolly up. Roly was a trip, though, man. Yeah, Isaac I'm Cruz, glad, they yeah. call him the pit bull. You think uh, after this fight, they got to make the Roly fight? You think, think that's what? I don't know. It could be dead, man. You think Roly is ever gonna fight dead, again? Man. I mean, he could, right? Tyson fought again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if Tyson fought again, fucking anybody can. Fight I think again, Tyson's right? the only guy that came back from uh, being canceled. <laughs> He did a lot of. He came back from. Oh, dude! Imagine if he did that shit like today, he would for real be canceled, bro. <laughs> uh, Pitbull Cruz, he's twenty-two, one loss and one draw, fifteen KOs, and his most notable win is Francisco Vargas, who is a decent, actually, step up an opponent. To sum up Cruz's style is pressure, pressure, pressure. That come forward. Um, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, uh, I guess. Pretty much everybody's pick is what Davis. What do you What do you say? What round? Four, um, four, seven. I go seven, eight. I I say this goes distance, man. Yeah, yeah. Because you know that Mexican chin, heart, and like Louis said, he looks like a he's a painter from five to <laughs> from five to from five, five to five, right? No, nine to five. <laughs> nine to five. Nah, man, that's too late. Nah, that boy looks. They're five to five. You know they're five to five. They work twelve hour days. He looks like he has some secret code in his DNA, bro. He looks straight indigenous. Yeah, bro. that's the last Mayan on the earth. Like, man. yeah, dude. I could, oh man, I just want to hear him talk. Like, <laughs> he talks and whistles. <laughs> no, they like uh, usually like people from the ranch. Like they just have a weird. Uh, they have an accent. accent. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, like fucking, is, like, is it like Chapo in the fucking uh, Narcos? Almost. Almost like almost, that. Almost, I was like, yeah. Chapo really sound like that? But more, <laughs> you know. Yeah, more ranch. If you haven't seen Narcos, it's a really good show, guys. It's already like three or four episodes, uh, seasons in. Yeah, it's a good, good time to go in when you know when it's late. And Netflix, seasons. sponsor us. One Championship, sponsor us. Try it. Combat, sponsor us. The official podcast of one of you guys. You just got to pay up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buy us some more equipment. Or, or push your name out. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, um, that is all we have for the fight previews. And we're going to take a quick... Oh, hold on one second. Sure. Uh, guys, don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Oh, you're right, man. We're trying to share. We're trying to grow that YouTube channel. Hit that like button. It helps with the visibility of the show and all that nerd stuff. We're going to really need your help to grow this channel, guys. And uh, I guess without further ado, we'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back to uh, TDFK, and um, this is uh, this is for y'all who uh, had the first round pick, and um, it's about it. Uh, What's well, a good 80, 90 percent of y'all who picked Christian McCaffrey? You know, it was a uh, it was a hard day today because uh, we're recording on Tuesday, by the way, and I dropped him. You know, uh, and that sucks having first round pick. You get the best guy who. Has all all of it catching, the footwork, the speed, the vision, 
just doesn't have the the body you know it's hard to say you know you you you, uh he has it all he has it all but he just doesn't have that that uh that grit you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) let me let me ask y'all something does this injury to mccaffrey now cement Jonathan Taylor as a number one overall next year. Oh, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. This guy, this guy has it all, right? But the points, the numbers, he puts him up when he's healthy, and that's the key word, healthy, right? Because mm-hmm. he ain't healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of people who are falling down the line. You know, like uh, uh, Kamara, he's up there. He's top three, always top three, top four. Can't be healthy. I have him too on another league. Golly, I'm failing. And then uh, you know, those who had Derrick Henry, what a shocker. He got he got hurt. You can't can't have a guy who puts two back to back two thousand yards seasons and oh, expect he was on him to be his way there, dude. He was on his way for number three. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm pretty sure I said that before this season. I yeah. was like, he's on his way to getting hurt, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, you did. You said all that word terror, you know, and I think I thought I was gonna give him one more year and yeah. hopefully the coach would would have backed off on him, but they didn't happen. Just like uh, you know, well, Christian McCaffrey, bro, dropped you, man. I hope you get better, and uh, we'll see you. Uh, what, maybe eighth pick? I can see Sixth him going pick? still in the first round, but definitely not like in the <clears throat> top three anymore. I say yeah. top. I think he drops a five or six. Yeah, I think Henry will still get a pass. I think he'll still go. Some people are gonna draft him first. Some people are gonna draft Taylor first. Yeah, and by the way, guys, uh, the league I had him on. Uh, I have Taylor, so I'm not like super heartbroken. <laughs> but that's the league I started off with, 0-5 because of him. But you also don't have AJ Brown now. Now, yeah, which now is another I guy who just got AJ put Brown. on there. So just letting you know, this is injury update. This CJ. is going to be the craziest comeback story ever. We saw like, some running backs this weekend too. Yeah, we we all took, we all took, took everybody took a hurt. Whoever, all top five, no, <clears throat> top six picks took a hurt. Exactly. Yeah. You think about it, Chris McCaffrey. Uh, Kamara, that's what? Yeah, I have Kamara. Yeah, uh, Derek Henry, obviously. Uh, Shaquan Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, just recently. That's five out of the what, top ten, mm-hmm. which is the whole round, and that's half the round of, of most people that play in fantasy football. So half of us are hurting. Those half are the ones that are in the playoffs too. So, dude, let, uh, who, let's just talk about all the top players real quick that <coughs> fucked everyone over this year. Calvin Ridley's a receiver yeah, that yeah. did that it. That was second round pick right there. Yeah, Chris Carson mm. is a running back that people had, and he fucked everyone over again. A- Allen Robinson, which in my opinion <laughs> should have not Allen been that Robinson. high, but I mean, people still he's a, he's a solid three, four round pick. Solid three. That's your that's your uh, either if you do running back back to back. Mm-hmm. What you, you say? Back receiver, receiver. Hopkins too was a bust this year. For where you had to pay for him, hell yeah, yeah. he was a bust. I have him on my other league too, and yeah. he's gonna be back just in time for playoffs. But Hopkins. we're solid on the playoffs. We clinched it already. All of us here clinched the playoffs in our NFL league. So, but man, what a tough year for tough year with injuries, man. Injuries. There's so many. Injuries. Last year was because COVID. Dude, in one of my leagues, again, I'll go over it again. I've said it before. I had I had McCaffrey. Ridley, Carson, and Antonio Brown in, in that league, and uh, I'm all I'm almost eliminated, man. I I got to win out these last two weeks, and I need the guy in front of me to lose once. If he loses once, and I win both, I'm in. Mm-hmm. So I still have a chance, but dude, it's been so hard. It, if nobody would have gotten hurt in this league, dude, uh, check this out. So if nobody would have gotten hurt, I would have uh, Josh Allen, uh, Deontay Johnson. Christian McCaffrey, Chris Carson, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Antonio Brown, 
Jeez, uh, Louise. Yeah, all on all on one team. I had I had Tony Pollard on the bench. Um, but yeah, man, like if none of those guys would have gotten hurt, fuck, man, my team would have been like stacked. But that's part of fantasy, dude. Like injuries, injuries hit you sometimes, and this is my and my year to horrible get horrible quarterback picks and yep. terrible brand new coaches coming into a, a league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, speaking of other injuries, uh, Henderson is banged up with the quad. Uh, he's most likely gonna be a game time decision. It it's really hard to tell what he is. But I hate game time decisions, bro. Yeah, I just I sit him, I sit him even if they're a go. I sit him. And then uh, Swift as well with the shoulder, right? I believe. I think he's more like likely to miss. He's like doubtful. Yeah, yeah. Play. So I mean, he's probably gonna miss one week for sure. I mean, Swift. if you leave it somewhat competitive, I I believe Jamal Williams should be picked up already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely, uh, he, he's definitely on my on my second to pick up list. We'll we'll do this pick up list later. Wait, I mean, running back. I mean, by the time people listen to it, waivers were already passed. Well, it'll be out tomorrow. No waivers, waivers, I know tomorrow. waivers. Oh yeah, waivers tonight. is tomorrow. Yeah. So there's yeah. no point. Yeah, yeah. It's but a no, tough uh, one. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. Like I said, I traded Chubb for two running backs, and now both of them are hurt. So. <laughs> Oof. Oof. You know Damn, what? he got. Lucky, you know what? Right? I kind of, I kind of. The, the trade I regret. COVID. The trade I regret was uh, Christian McCaffrey for uh, um, Cook Fournette. And they uh, offered you that. Yeah. Oh, Fournette and uh, dude, Leonard Fournette is a running back six right now. I know with that forty point game, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of regret. It was for Fournette and who? Uh, a tight end, but it, they wanted uh, Kittle. Yeah. Fournette and, and Kittle. They wanted um McCaffrey and and uh Grop. Man, you'd be you'd be you'd be good right now. Yeah. I would have been great. You he would have had the forty point game for you because you would have already had him, right? He offered you that trade. Yeah, before. he offered me that trade no uh, two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. So it was uh CMC's first full game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was like during the, the trade deadline. It was it was a tough one. It was a tough trade. So yeah. Because uh, he was just coming back from injuries, and Leonard Fournette was ha- already starting to have a, hu- a tough week. I had high hopes for McCaffrey too, man. Like uh, I, I thought about trading him once he got healthy, and I was like, no, nah, you know what? I'm just gonna hold on to him. Like I think he's gonna stay healthy the rest of the year, and he's gonna do good. You know, like I, I'm gonna hold on to him. Chris, uh, Cam Newton's looking okay, not great, but he's looking like he'll get him the ball at least. Nah, now his fucking yeah. ankle or some shit's bothering him. Uh, Dalvin yeah. Cook also got hurt. Uh, Tony Torres Librium on his shoulder. The one thing I didn't understand is because they said he had this injury before. So what I don't understand is did he re- <clears throat> excuse me did he re aggravate it or was it the other shoulder? Oh, that's, that's a good question, question man. Yeah, yeah I we'll know. have to look into that, but they say he's probably gonna miss one or two weeks. So, yep. um, somebody in your league should have had Madison, like me. You know, mm. but. these are important games to be missing yeah. too. And yeah, the end of the we're, end we're of at the, the we're at the the cuffs of it. You know, uh, I've been I've been playing I've been playing fantasy for like ten years. I didn't realize that people go on a point on a point scheme. Like oh, what I was telling you earlier, yeah. Yeah, when like, the text and text group, he was talking about head to head or killers because. I think our second highest score in our league, in our NFL league, uh, isn't going to make the playoffs because all the matchups that he had, um, they blew him out of the water in every game. So mm-hmm. he he uh yeah that that's what I was Which saying. Which is like, crazy because didn't he just lose to you, Jeff? And you were like the highest score. I was the highest scorer. That's he a perfect was the example. Second highest score. Yes, he would have beat anybody else in the league that week except for me, but he was matched up with me. 
So like that that's what that's a part of fantasy that really sucks too, yeah, man. I feel like that was me last year. I mean, we all have it. It's right. It's, it, it's skill, knowledge, and luck. And luck. I think I think if I like if we had this, I mean, I've been playing for almost ten years with a little over ten years with the NFL app with our group, and if this would have happened, I, I would have definitely have won two championships in that league. Oh, if, yeah? if it was a points game, because yeah. But, those point schemes kicked me out. Of, I mean, I didn't make it because everybody I matched up with outscored me. Yeah. Uh, what do y'all think? I know Jeff had had told me about it. He wanted to push where it should be point scheme based, but I feel like, like I was telling him, it, it takes away the excitement of matchups and talking smack. And yeah, know, I agree, like man. That. Like that. That's always that's fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm super competitive, you know, and I like to be. I like to go head to head with people too. But then I think about like how. You know, like in in just this yesterday, dude. One of these guys in my other leagues, he scored ninety seven points and he got a win, and it's a it's a crucial win. Like he needs this win to stay in the playoff hunt. Wow. He got it, and then a guy who's also needs a crucial win put up one thirty four and lost. So I'm just like, bro, that sucks so bad. You know, like that's just matchup. Yahoo did that. Like Yahoo made the matchups that way. Yahoo's the one that put him against him this week. You know, and and like all your, the players that you have, like um. Uh, like like when you get matched up with somebody sometimes you're gonna have fucking shitty matchups you know and your team's not gonna do so well and you're playing against somebody who just happens to have really good matchups that week like there's a lot of things and, that, I, and i'll be honest that's that's the way like when i started off with that zero and five start mm-hmm. the way i played my lineup was strictly matchups like i sat people that i shouldn't have sat and mm-hmm. i played people i shouldn't have played but it's just because who that team was playing that day and and yeah and if you really want to get into it, you look into the weather too. If it's gonna be yeah, rainy, it's gonna be cold, yep. and and you gotta look in. Man, it takes a lot of time out of your hand, out of your out of your day just to figure it out. If you really want to grind that win, play matchup. Matchups the way to win. To if you're playing versus, you know, if yeah. you're playing against other people. But that's the only way I got back in is because I played, I played the people I should have played, like I, I by the matchup style. But and that's how I kept getting these wins. And these guys, you know, the people I played, they were playing. They're, they're elites, which is what you should play, right? Everybody right. tells you play your elites. You play Hopkins no matter what. You play, you know, uh, Allen no matter what. Yep. Then, but, like, at the end of the day, I feel like that's what we're all after, right? We're all we're all trying to score the most points we can possibly score. And I feel like that's why uh, total point total points league is, is, you know, a good idea in some ways because of that. Yeah, it takes some of the fun out of that head-to-head matchups but instead of you being head-to-head with one person every week you're head-to-head with everybody the standings are changing with yeah. every play because everybody's scoring points you know what i mean yeah but one thing i see is scores are never close i feel like one team we just have a really good year and i'll score everybody by like two three hundred points that's that's the whole objective though to outscore your your uh, your teammate hey, let me, let i mean to ask, outscore your league Luis. let me ask you this so like matchup wise uh, um, if you're doing matchup wise and you're going out of score, no, not matchup, sorry, scoring wise, mm-hmm. you think more trades happen? That's a good question. I've never been in a league like that. I've only started looking into it like the last two years because it, it's interested me because I hate seeing how people who have a really good team score really high and miss the playoffs. And I think I think what started that was you got to think about it, like these uh, apps that you can bet on. You know, like uh, yeah, yeah. Because that's Thrive, the way they, they there's run. one called Thrive Fantasy. Yeah, you can bet and on. you can just bet on just matchups for the week, and yep, makes you wonder. That's why that's what started it. Maybe yeah, because I never heard of it, man. Like I said, we've been playing for ten, 10 plus years. years. Yeah, so yeah, it's wild. But man, if that was the case back then, I would have been. Yeah, I at least one too. 
I haven't won shit. <laughs> but I'm always up there. <laughs> On sometimes. Yeah. But um let's go uh what what are we gonna do? Uh well I guess since we're getting close to playoffs, I guess I just wanted to talk about some crucial, I guess, matchups. See who do you want. Like for example, I'm dealing with a fact of uh Cal Pitts and Logan Thomas for the rest of the year. And uh I'm kinda riding Logan Thomas. That's that's tough, man. I guess yeah, it would depend on like the matchups. For sure, it would depend like on the matchups. Um, but yeah, I don't have either. I don't actually. I have Logan Thomas in a league. Picked him up because I have Darren Waller in that league, and Darren Waller might miss a game or two. I actually dropped Dallas Goddard for Logan Thomas. Oh okay. Yeah, and um, he was he was involved yesterday. He got red zone look, uh, and I don't feel like Dallas Goddard. I'm talking about Thomas Goddard. On the other hand, I just don't trust Jalen Hurts at all, man. Dude, Goddard had it, one catch for zero yards. But he you only know what? Point five points. Yeah. You know that 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 game that uh, the Eagles game, everybody dropped the ball. Everybody. Yeah, I saw that. Ball. They could have won the game, right? And people say like it's it's a it, it's contagious. You drop the ball, everybody drops the ball that game, right? That's what they usually yeah. say. Mm-hmm. You know, you get people dropping the ball on easy 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 passes, and the whole team starts dropping everything. Yeah, but I mean, even on the good days he's had, he, he hasn't got past 200 yards. That's Ooh. true. Got uh, hurts. Hurts. Oh, hurts. I'm talking about hurts in total. Yeah, he. Uh, that's what I'm like saying, you're man. You're saying about like, how people dropping the ball, that, but I'm like, still, even on good days where they are catching, he doesn't get past 200 he, yards. It doesn't matter. He's running. He's yeah. rushing. Yeah. And that leads me to, to another player that I think is a concern that I have in a league uh, and who I'm going to bench is uh, Miles Sanders because Boston Scott is getting too much work. Well, no, actually, uh, you know my list to pick up by the way. Uh, Miles, <laughs> Miles Sanders got hurt. Uh, well, that I was think another, it was like an ankle. Thing that was another worry of mine. He, he 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 had sixteen carries, I think, for like sixty-two yards. No, he had single-digit carries, and really? Boston oh, no, Scott I think had it was nine carries. Nine yeah, carries, there you go. Nine. And then he got hurt, yeah. and then Boston Scott. He, he got fifteen carries to pick up to for the Christian McCaffrey drop, but yeah, and uh, Boston Scott also got more targets, but like I said. Louis said he got hurt, so that changes things a little bit. But still, like if he's still getting hurt, he just came off IR. So if Sanders is still getting hurt, you you then you know take that information. You also have to think about Boston Scott getting carries and Jalen Hurts running the ball too. Mm-hmm. I'm benching Miles Sanders. That's actually my bench for the week, guys. Like because I know a lot of people are still going to start him because Miles Sanders is a good running back, but to me, it's just not looking good for his him right now. Yeah, and like I said, that's one of my top picks on for for picking up for running back to replace christian mccaffrey scott not just to replace him the whole time scott oh scott so i have him on my list to pick him up just for the fact that that um that uh that he i can fill him in whenever the matchups feel better right for him with other people that i'm trying to pick up this week so what about another matchup uh people might be debating about be uh starting Thielen or jamar chase Thielen plays plays the Detroit. <clears throat> Jamar Chase has been a fucking bust for the the last like I don't know six weeks or something like that. Yeah, and, and Thielen, I think Thielen's starting to roll. Well, right yeah, now. I, it's just because uh, the Bengals have switched to a running style game. I mean, Joe Mixon is averaging like thirty touches, twenty five plus ru- like rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he's the number two running back, my boy. <laughs> that was good, big good pick, Luis Burrow. Yeah, job, Luis man. called that before the season then. He's not giving up on mixing yet, and it paid off. Oh yeah, yeah dude! I think did you get wins. him though? Huh? Hey, no. he didn't, well, he didn't get I got him in him. the NFL. 
But uh, I didn't okay. get him in the TDFK you know or in the $400 league, which you is know what? where I wanted him. If you bet right. on him, you know, what is that, four out of five? How many years have he been in the NFL? Who? Mixon. Uh, I think this is his contract year. So four years? No, he just got paid. So this is his fourth year. Yeah. Okay, so one out of four, you're going to hit, you know, on Mixon. Yeah. True. That's not bad. I, but I mean, he, he he hasn't. He's been out, and he, he doesn't have that much damage taken. I mean, he he could still he's, go a good no, three he's still four young. years. That's what's good about him. Though. He's so young, and we finally get to see what what Mixon can do. You know, I mean, uh, Steve and, and Luis, and I think uh, this other guy named John. He uh, he, uh, they all they're all about Mixon. I guess his college career yeah, was but, pretty good. By the way, Chase plays the Chargers, so I, I guess I'll go dealing that way. Yeah, I'm going Thielen. Right now, I'm just not... Yeah, Thielen's starting to look good. Not confident in Chase, man. And then T. Higgins got a bunch of targets. He had, finally had his breakout game you know, this this past week. Uh, I think T. Higgins, T. Higgins passed 20 points, finally. And the first time he did it all year. So, wow. Yeah, and then J- A.J. Dillon, is he a flex now to y'all? Yeah, Ooh. you can flex him. Yeah. Dude has uh, caught every target that went his way. <laughs> That's good. That's nice, man. I, that, that's a good. I don't have nice him, stat. but I know he's been doing well. Uh, I know that Aaron Jones owners are like pretty hey, much ho- fucked already, right? Yeah, well, Hollywood Brown. You think he's a flex? Yeah. Oh yes, dude. He he gets a wide lot of targets to, to, for you to miss that. <laughs> yeah, I think he's wide receiver too. But still, Lamar Jackson sucks. I wouldn't be confident in him. I know, Lamar I know. Jackson threw four picks in this last game. He's fucking Jeez. terrible, man. Yeah. It's bad, you know. He's he's good on fantasy card, um, fantasy wise, but mm-hmm. just bad in general. I he, I would be like more confident having like him, I guess, as my quarterback than I would be having his pass catchers because I have I have Andrews and I'm it still worries me. Like I know oh, Andrews is a good tight end this year. Andrews gets force fed though. That's the thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I think he had ten targets and like four catches. I, I think um, what what um Lamar Jackson? I think he. He probably drafted Andrews in his fantasy league. Yeah, like uh, that's the way he getting those forces. Allen, uh, Josh Allen drafted Dawson Knox. Knox. Yeah, he did great last week, though. But um, yeah, I think he had two touchdowns. I think right. Yeah, Dawson Knox. Yeah, two touchdowns in like thirty yards. It was probably on the on the lineup. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I think Dawson Knox. Uh, Dawson Knox being back in the lineup takes away Man, uh, Manuel Sanders. I think mm-hmm. you, you could just drop him. Uh, yeah, but and, and you know it's crazy you say that. Uh, I'm also looking at Brita on that team. Oh yeah, dude, he's actually twelve man, pretty good. Twelve man leagues. You know that's uh-huh. someone you might want to look into if you don't already have him. He's, yeah. What about Waddle? Is he a starter for you now? Flat. Uh, yeah, twelve man teams. To he's it. definitely a starter. Oh, I think he's a wide receiver too for me. Yeah, it could be too. But I mean, the league, targets are there, dude. He's averaging nine targets a game. Yeah. yeah. But have you seen two with throw the ball? You know, it's crazy though. Two looks awful to me. No? The way the way it looks like like as it's a lefty. At the football no, fan? No, that, that's not why. As a football fan, Tua looks like trash. But <laughs> if, uh, as, as a fantasy owner, Tua puts up the points you need. He puts yeah. up at least uh, 18 plus. He's averaging like around there. So I think he only had maybe a few few games under under 15 points. Mm. So he's not too bad on fantasy. He's like uh, the guy from uh, the Eagles. Yeah, Hurts, I mean, I, I did see a... Mm. I did see a stat on Tua saying about how accurate he's been or whatever, how much improvement he's made. But yeah, I know. I think he's just because he's a lefty, it just looks awful. Yeah, it's weird. I think that's what it is, Jeff. I like lefties, though, man. Like Michael Vick throwing the ball. I was, I love it. I like the way that he was athletic. (laughs) Tua was not. I think that's what it was. (laughs) Yeah. Steve Young was a a lefty, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Don't throw some Niner facts, by the way. 
Hey, by the way, they're on they're on a win streak. Though. Is uh Devin Coleman <laughs> worth a pickup for y'all? I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, uh, what is it? Michael Carter got uh got put on IR, so Tevin Coleman had I, I believe 17, 16 it's, carries. It's weird. He, he yeah, he's putting up some points right now, but quality the quality of the touches though was just I mean, for the, me. I wouldn't I wouldn't start him. You gotta look at where the Jets Did you start sit. Him? No, where the where, <laughs> where the Jets sit in anyways. In well, now I would because I'm running out of running backs. So. Nowhere, nowhere near the in the hunt. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. not in the hunt. They don't worry about Coleman. Yeah, I think if they were in the hunt, Coleman would be someone. To think about but yeah do you start tom brady this week over josh allen oh. brady against the falcons and allen against new england yeah right i don't know bro because allen always torches new england i'm doing it i don't care i'm benching him it's hey, supposed to be raining too in new england cold i, I would i would do i'm tom playing brady, brady in the dome at, at atlanta they're they're on a, yeah. i think they're on a mission to uh to make that that the statement in their division and in the league i mean they're they're they don't got much behind them. Or was it the Saints? New Orleans is the only team behind them, right? In their division. Um, I yeah, think. I guess. Well, actually, no one because they all suck pretty much. New Orleans. Well, the, the yeah. Saints. I think they're like five and six or something. Yeah, so they're right. Mm. They're in the hunt. So, yeah, Tampa Bay. I think. I think they want to make that gap and make that that bye oh, yeah, week. The Cowboys play the Saints in yeah, a couple Thursday. days. Yeah, Thursday. They want to make that bye week. So. Because the only one team gets a bye week. No, yeah, I, I think Tampa Bay runs away with. It. I think it might be another Cowboys game. I mean, all they got to do is shut down Patterson, which yeah. he's been a beast. Dude, dude, he's been a steal this year for sure. Yeah. Him and oh yeah, also about the other injuries. Debo uh, hurt his groin. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw so, that. Uh, I he might be out. Yeah, he's gonna be two. out. I think they're. Yeah, gonna, I think they're gonna save him. We'll let the 49er fan let us the experts about groin injuries. Yes, Go ahead, man. definitely. Niners don't all about that area. By the Remember way. the ass catch? Oh, that was a good okay. Dude, yeah. has Debo cemented as a top three receiver for next year? Fucking no. Oh, no. Not a top yeah. three. Man. Top definitely what? um top five. Definitely top ten. Because this year he wasn't top ten. He was like top, you know. He, he, he I don't got, know. I think they got picked up in like seventh, eighth round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But I'd say he, for sure. If they picked him up, you know. He's gonna go in the second round next year. He won't go in the first round, but I think he'll go in the second or third round. Dude, I remember that round because Chino Chino's the one that got him in the TDFK. Yeah, and I remember that round that his service was bad. So he told me, "Hey, if I miss, give me the top rated receiver for that rat for for that is the, available." And it was Debo. Oh, and I wanted him, and Chino was like two spots before me. I was like, oh, oh, I can't. Do hey, that you're a good friend for even <laughs> picking him. Cause yeah, I'd have been like, nah, he he wasn't the top round. <laughs> That's just me being. Oh, he would have never known. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He would have never known. But you know what? D- Debo was still this year. Uh, he looks great. I think he'll be maybe a, a, a solid white too. He's not definitely. He's not definitely the route runner. He's uh, running back. Bro, he only had there. one cat, one target, one catch this game. He had, two he had a bunch of rushes or what? Yeah. Well, he had nine rushes for sixty something yards and two touchdowns. Two rushing touchdowns. They That's need to list him as a wide receiver and a running back already, man. Like they do Cordero Patterson. And it was crazy because Mitchell dominated too. Mitchell had 19 rushing attempts, 130 yards, oh, six dude. targets, they six receptions. Yeah. Niners are on Terry. They're running that ball down people's throats like crazy. That's what makes them good, dude. If they and, can run the ball, they're going to be really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, we swept the, the mm-hmm. Niners division. I mean, by the way, we got we got a bye week this week. So. Oh, you did? The Packers. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. My yeah, bad. The Cardinals. <laughs> Which is all right. Yeah, you beat all of them? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, the, the Redskins beat the Seahawks last yeah, time. Yeah, that was yeah. terrible, man. 
I don't know what it feels like to be a Niners fan, think, Cowboys you, fan. Do you think it's Pete Carroll? <laughs> Packers fan. Do you think it's Pete Carroll? Yeah, it's Pete Carroll and uh, everybody, it's man. It's Russell Wilson. He ain't playing very well. Man. I don't know, man. No, I know that, but I mean. The, I think it's a play call. You calling, obviously like, can't get just, rid of Wilson. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're going to trade, trade next year. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, are you just starting he, fresh he, with so Pete Carroll again? He uh, requested a trade, dude. So he requested rumor, a trade. The rumors on, on everything right now is saying that, you know, Pete Carroll last year, right? Oh, yeah. They think they might let him go. They have a, for. A shitty, if they have a shitty record, they might let him go. Yeah, they should. Especially if they lose Rest, Russell West, uh, too Wilson. Old. They should just get rid of everybody, dude. Fuck it. Wagner, all of them. Let them go. You know, start over. So, how yeah. long? Uh, I wonder how long Wagner has on his contract. Hey, but I think, but he, I think I he just know. renewed. Maybe. Like last year. Yeah. I think he's loyal. He'll stay. I think he's a loyal. Oh, Prank probably is. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, they I should try to. I think Russ is loyal, too. I think he's going to try to stay as hard he as he can. He asked for a trade, though. You, you don't remember that, Luis? No, it was rumors that he asked for a trade. He, he didn't maybe ask for the trade. Maybe I don't know. Officially. Other maybe it was rumors. No, uh, yeah, it's Sierra. She's fucking up everything, man. You can't it's take weak. someone out of Hollywood, bro. He looks a little chubby, too, right? Yeah, he does. Sierra, Rusty, Rusty Wilson, yeah. He He's missing a lot of uh, throws that he usually makes, you yeah, know, look definitely. easy. I, I, I think he came back too early. I think he, that finger's still haunting him. I think that's why Everett is he, getting all these targets, because... He he's not confident in his deep ball. He's definitely living up to the Russ bustling. Even busted. the second touchdown that yeah, wasn't a time. typical Russell. Russell Wilson would have floated the shit out of that ball. That that was yeah. a dart. Yeah, <laughs> no, dude, I, it, it looked like a normal Russ pass. No, to me. Russ pass. No, he would have nice floated little, the crap. Nice out little of float over. Man, those deep passes. You know, he's he's amazing. There's a lot, yeah. But I'm As telling you, if you go, if you, I watched the whole game. I just game, don't understand how you go the, the what is it, three, fourth quarters without, without targeting Metcalf? Yeah. Yes, that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, see, that's another thing that I was going to say. It's him. Like, you, you when you have a playmaker that dynamic and that fucking explosive, you got to get him the ball, you know? You, you think there's lock, locker room issues? Because Seattle's really good at keeping, keeping things it. under the... Under the Maybe. They're, like, they're like New England, like but not being, not being as popular as New England. They keep everything under the like DK the and uh, and Russ don't have a good friendship. Maybe, like, maybe DK, not them. Maybe I told you coaching. to dye your hair blue, not green. You know, like, this is like the fifth color you come in here. I can't see you. I don't know who I'm throwing to. Right, <laughs> but that's a good point, Luis. Like, how do you have someone that good and not throw him the ball? You know, like mm-hmm. he's your best offensive player. You know, that's what I don't understand. Like, well, Steve's probably everybody. Sad. Everybody he's obviously had, puts DK here. as the wide receiver one, but. On the field, it doesn't look like it. I mean, people drafted him in second. I mean, round. last year it did, right? <coughs> I mean, people drafted Dan taking. But they the they had a they had a running game last year. Yeah. Well, last year, no, their running game was still hurt last year. Everybody was getting injured. Yeah, in Chris Carson game. was still hurt last year. I think I think um, it's hurt every year. <laughs> I think their big issue was is is uh, and this is from you know someone who don't like the Seahawks, but their big issue was they never got Russ the the. The help he needed when he was young, younger. We have no O line. That O line never. We have been no there. pass so, rush. Hey, it was supposed to be Percy Harvin. No, it was supposed <laughs> to be Jimmy Graham. Yeah, see, they're picking up people that were trash. <laughs> <laughs> they're just trash, bro. Just... Hey, man, 2013, baby. Hey, I'm still waiting for that back to back championship. Y'all always talking it's coming about coming soon, baby. <laughs> coming soon. Back to back, but yeah. Hey, so let, let me ask this: Are we? 
are we uh is this whole kind of Seattle being a dominant team in the NFC kind of over? Or is think, it just I, just one bad year we're going back to being good? It's next over year? except if you're a Niners fan, we're still gonna whoop that ass. <laughs> Don't they play soon? Yeah, they play this week. This week, right? That's why we had Niners have bye week. We're gonna whoop that ass. You already know we just have y'all eight. Make, y'all should make a bet. I'm, We're I'm still the Legion of Doom. Steve thinks they're gonna win. I know he's. You know that too, right? DJ, look at me in the eye. You it, know, it, DJ. Seattle, what time so, do they play? On. It could be rainy and shitty over there. Like, what time is. do they play? Uh, I think that's three o'clock. Know, three o'clock. Yeah, probably. and you do still have Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. So, hey, Jimmy G's been balling out though. <coughs> y'all so, should make a bet. I'm telling you. Be, I don't want to take money from Steve. I don't know. Well, what not kind that of bet. kind of bet. Any any oh, kind okay. of blowjob. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's Steve's favorite thing to bet, right? Loser blows. You want to blow me? You're gonna be the one. Well, well, it, it's San Francisco, Seattle. So in this case, the winner blows the loser. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. <laughs> that's a good one, Luis. I like that. <laughs> that even made fucking Chris laugh. He's probably like, y'all guys. Y'all guys might have heard Chris for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a non-biased. Um, Prediction, Luis. Who do you got in that game? Uh, 49ers, they're too hot right now. Bro, that's his brother in law, bro. He has to say that. I'm biased, bro. (laughs) No, I think it's not Uh, biased. Seahawks offense has been looking terrible. Uh, 49ers defense has been looking good. Yeah, and their offense has been looking good. I don't know how they're going to look without Debo, though. That that might be the big Uh, factor. Actually, Ayuk's going to have a badass game. Watch. Yeah, now I'm with hey, Steve. He's, hot. he's he's turned up. If y'all have I mean, I'm him, sorry, Steve. past two weeks, <laughs> I'm with you is coming up. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got you both your brother in law is trying to impress you. I, I'll be honest Come on this on, one. Man. I'll be honest on this one. <laughs> no, I, I got I got uh I got a a tie. Can be a tie. It's gonna be a tie. Yeah, it's gonna be some shitty ass score. One one touchdown each. DJ each called it. Right one now, touchdown dude. each team, and maybe like two field goals tops. Shitty weather. And that's it. That's that's it's gonna be a tie. Where are they playing at? Seattle. Seattle. Oh, Seattle's known for shitty weather. I know. Mm-hmm. All the suicides. Yep. <laughs> that's why they lost suicides. Yeah, it's raining all weather. the time. It's gonna be yeah. raining on Saturday. Sunday it's supposed to be cloudy only. Yeah. Be, but what are you gonna say about a tough matchup before this? Tough or matchup. No. What do you mean? No, I was just gonna say I agree with you. I think that the Niners. Are gonna too win. Hot right now. Yeah, they're too hot. I think they're gonna run the ball well. And but San Francisco hot, which is kind of <laughs> it's not the same kind of normal hot like a regular NFL team. <laughs> yeah, just I just think I'm like the, the Seahawks just been looking like bad on offense, yeah, man. The running game too is just like Alex Collins is their best running back. It's just I don't know. It's just I don't see. And then if then on top of all that, he's not getting the ball to his playmaker. And he's not getting DK involved. Yeah. Just all those together, man. I, I don't like the Niners. Sorry, DJ, but I gotta go with the Niners. Actually, I'm I am actually a Russ fan. I like Russell Wilson a lot, but he's not looking man, like same, himself, man. Same. I like Russ, but what can I say? He's on a shitty team. So yeah, I, I like, like Russ, him. and he's on a great team. So <laughs> for this year, <laughs> he's won a Super Bowl, so it's pretty badass. Right, Should have won too. Guys. I know. <laughs> Tom Brady drinking baby blood, bro. <laughs> fucking told, stole that shit from him. Have you ever seen that episode of South Park with Tom Brady about his poop? Whatever. Um, he poops excellence or what? No, no. It's Probably. like uh, one of the ladies gets like, she has like an upset stomach or whatever that fucks her up or whatever. And they did have a, I, for, I forgot what they called it, but basically they put somebody's shit on you so they can clean out your system or something like oh, that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so it worked out really good that everybody's looking for like a good person's poop. 
it turns out like everybody so, so much after Tom Brady's poop that he starts saving his shit in jars. Oh, and like he has God. like a safe underground where he goes to. It, it's like that that uh, that Ted movie when uh, when yeah they went, uh, when, when they went, went his semen. Yeah, yeah, I remember definitely. Like in Boston. All right, guys, that's it for today's show. Real quick before we end, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button. Helps with the visibility of the show. Subscribe, tell a friend, and tell a friend. Till next time. God bless. See you at the top. Stay toasty.